Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. Then it turned to fire. I saw. <laughs> this is unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Tell your neighbor, give me space, give me space, give me space. Above the noise. Rose up to the father. Noises, thunderings, earthquakes. Where the response to my worship. The fragrance of my worship. Rose up to the father. Noises, thunderings, lightnings. Where the response to my worship.
25 minutes past 6 Don't see no you can Starting us off on the City Breakfast Show The fragrance of my worship Rose up to the Father The fragrance is the effect Of that sacrifice It starts as a sacrifice It ends as a weapon Your sacrifice is your weapon It will speak for you it's that which is subject to fire that ascends to the heaven. A memorial before the Lord. Your work can be seen as worship if you commit yourself dedicated to making it happen. Starting off the show with Business Sense, we have newspaper review, business and sports in the first hour, big interview coming up today. You're going to have to be vigilant, dedicated, watchful, keen, ready, prepared, cautious, alert, and on the ball. That's what 100% commitment means. Vigilant, dedicated, watchful, keen, ready, prepared, cautious, alert, and on the ball. One of the worst things you could do is to be careless on the job or to be reckless with the tools you've been given. Caution, keenness, alertness, critical tools, not just to do well, but to maintain success. Be on the ball, as the Americans say, be on the money. Oh, yes. Business is brought to you by ADB. Call us for your quick loan advance of up to 80% of your salary. It's a simple and easy way to get through the month. Call 0244284197. ADB truly agree and more. And into the newspaper review we go. Total Quartz 9000 Futures at W20. It's an engine oil. About to be associated with a segment. Specially conditioned and developed for your engine. For optimum performance. For reduction of fuel consumption. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement now. This is how I win my battle. 
Go to fidelitybank.com.gh or use the Fidelity mobile app to update your records. It takes only a few minutes. Update your records with the Ghana card and continue to enjoy the world of convenient banking with Fidelity Bank. Call 0800-003355 for more information. City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the, the City Breakfast Show. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the, the City Breakfast Show. Six thirty two city breakfast show. Oh, CBS are welcoming us to the show again. Over fifty questions were sent in last week for the National Identification Authority. Lots of inquiries about how people will get their card. Concerns about delays and all kinds of things. Well, we've managed to uh, uh, pull in studio. Chief Executive Professor Kenneth Manatefa is joining us from 7:45 to answer our questions. Join us live, live on City uh, Breakfast Show, and also on Breakfast Daily on City TV. My name is Ben Adabla. I'm here with my two brothers, Nathan Obodaikwa 
It's an interactive show. Send us your comments. 054-9986996. So many big stories. We got more details of the $750 million. It was passed yesterday. But it appears the reasons being given for the money in Parliament are slightly different from some of the things we were saying. We'll bring everything home today. Education Minister appears before Parliament to answer a question. Government still owes the buffer stock over 350 million cities. How do we salvage our secondary schools ahead of a crucial exam in a few weeks' time? Good morning to Nathan and Goffred, gentlemen. Hi, hi. Good morning. morning. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're, we're fine. Feeling pata pata? <laughs> Getting ready for the show? <laughs> Getting ready to, to do something? Yeah. Uh, police are defending their title. What's happening? Oh, yesterday was a very, very important program. Statistical Service and Co. People's experiences of corruption. A lot of government agencies, you still need to pay a bribe to get basic things done. Last commission is rising high on the table. Who was number one on that list? Oh, by this one, you've defended the title. Who was, who was number two? If Bruce Buffer were here, he would give it some. Where was the data taken? When was the data taken? Statistical service with, alongside Shrash this year. So, oh, this year, okay. So oh, 20, yes. 2022. Oh, yeah. So, who's number one? In te- so, what are, what are they measuring? They are measuring the corruption, oh, the bribe. No, no. See, let's, let's define. You know, in what the past, it's corruption perception, but this yes. is different. This is no, 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 people's no, no. real experience of, yes. of having to pay a bribe. A bribe. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. see. Yes. And this is a, a daily graphic, right? Oh, yes. So, which one? Give me the top five. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I know police is first. I know uh, immigration did very well. And now you are doing guesswork. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just telling you. Last commission also did very well. I'll give you details once we start. Okay. But I'm just telling you, I know both all of them are in the top three. But they couldn't have done very well. That means they did very poorly. Is it doing well in the sense of appearing more prominently on the league table? Okay, I'll give you the list as we go. Let's but start police should stop defending this title. Let's come to the Ghanaian Front page. Okay, okay. Graphic. Okay. Five billion Ghana cities paid in bribes to public officials. According to a survey, Parliament approved $750 million loan agreement. Sustaining Galamsey fights, Lands Ministry to track excavators. Control room ready. Okay. <laughs> the Ghanaian Times says stopping mining on river bodies. Government acquires five patrol boats mm-hmm. for use by security services to stem menace. Government statistician says 26.7% of adults paid if uh, paid 5 billion CDs in bribes in 2021. Serious. Major Mahama pointed gun at us. That's one of the accused persons speaking. And JB Danko murder case trial suspended and on the back page of the Ghanaian Times the biggest sporting what is story happening in Kotoko? Okay. Asante Kotoko coach resigned what is going on in that club mm. it seems like if Fuga, a, you mind your business a lot of well, it's, but Kotoko business is our business how is it when you do you have your business because if Kotoko doesn't do well we can't gloat this have you heard the hotel business people are in we haven't done anything because I stopped scratching for straws 100 cities you say 200 cities you <laughs> is, that your, is that your concern no but this one is your concern <laughs> <laughs> this one is your concern <laughs> Daily guys from page. Mill says brother fights Anyudoho over grave. Uh, the approval of the seven hundred and fifty million dollar uh, for capex is here. I think we might have to investigate this seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, well, we have to go. In, show, we yeah. have to go into it well. Well, yes, government to inject seven million dollars into private forest plantations. All right. 
Okay, the chronicle says mining companies to be listed on Ghana Stock Exchange. Mm. Mahama praises technological advancement in Ghana. All right. son in quotes and brother trade insults Charlie. over rehabilitated Asumjay Park. Mm. Sam says you are a buffoon. Oh, Koku says your ugly head. Oh, stop that. Which paper is this? Chronicle. My lord and my god. And the scripture, Job 5 2. Surely vexation kills the fool, oh. and jealousy slays the simple. Hey. Charlie, we have to we have to put a restraining order on this this newspaper and the editorial team. A biblical restraining order to stop quoting scriptures to support their headlines. The front of the newspaper better. And easy to exhume Justin Codius skeletons at YEA. Mm-hmm. Our for Chiefs finally endorsed eight hundred and fifty million dollar new month project. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the new crusading guide says Parliament approves seven hundred and fifty million dollar. Afrexim loan agreement. Mm. Government committed to effectively utilizing land and natural resources. That's according to the lands minister. Mm-hmm. The business analyst goes with the Ghana Integrity Survey. Please, most corrupt public sector organization. Bribery cases at 53%. Mm-hmm. 5 billion cities paid as bribes. And then, yeah, producer and inf- Producer price inflation has 38%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the front page of the paper. The All Daybreak right. newspaper says, Nana beats Mills Mahama in agric growth. Mm-hmm. Damwa under siege, two deputy commissioners by next ranks. Mm-hmm. Embrace rule of law, Kwesi Fori to Ghanaians as he retires. Mm-hmm. And Davi Ama congratulates Stephen in team. Finally, for me, the front page of the BNFT government to fight Galamse with speedboat GNPC to go eco-friendly in exploiting resources. What happened to the drones? <laughs> they were supposed to be fighting Galamse with drones. What happened to them? Anyway, let's move on. The business finder. Yeah, okay. The business finder says, Ghana to retain $2 billion each year through new mining local content policy. According right. to That's according to the minister. 5 billion CDs paid as bribes to Public officials in 2021 mm-hmm. and cut stops government from paying ENI Vitor for gas supply. Citynewsroom.com. We haven't opened Atamilsis tomb. This is Koda. Also, SHS food shortages. Government owes buffer stock 340 million cities. This is the education minister. In other stories, police service most corrupt in Ghana, according to the survey you refer to, and SHS academic calendar will be restored to pre-COVID period by 2024. This is the GES. Meanwhile, the registered nurses are also calling for payment of trainee allowances. My John online, BBN mining demonstrations leaves six with gunshot wounds. Watch that space. Ghana lost five billion cities to corruption last year. This is according to the survey we're referring to. And then late President Mills slept in a room with leaking roof at the castle. This is Samuel Atta Mills saying. So all kinds of allegations are flying up and down. Mm. And then Justin Kodia Frimpong says Ghanaians are more tilted towards the MPP. Okay, Justin Frimpong Kodia, I, I, we, we keep mixing it. Justin Frimpong Kodia is talking and he says he will crack the whip on party officials who flout the rules ahead of the presidential prime minister. He's taking his post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, if you go to Star FM, legalize weed smoking. How much did they appeal to government? This is their big story. Of all the problems in Ghana, this is the first. And he's wearing a black Adidas t-shirt with a cross on top of it. Uh, embrace rule of law. We see for you to Ghanaians as he retires. Meanwhile, Parliament approves controversial $750 million of exim loan. And then 76% of Ghanaians believe Akufado is sinking Ghana. This is the poll that we referred to yesterday. Ghana News Agency is talking about the corruption survey. Five 
billion to corruption in 2021. Meanwhile, government to announce decision on nuclear plant vendor country and technology. And then $1.5 trillion global digital economy is the sure way to economic growth, according to the vice president. The Ghana report is also dealing with Milsi's tomb. Koda assures family we did not desecrate at Amilsi's tomb. Also, Parliament approves the loan, as we said. And that's an interesting... Uh, we are suffering. Napco trainees cry over nine months and paid allowance. I didn't know this matter hadn't been dealt with. BBC is still for talking about uh, the Russian issue. No intelligence that Putin is ill, according to the CIA chief. So there are some news reports flying about that Mr. Putin is not well. If you look at the picture the BBC has of him, he looks very fit. <laughs> he doesn't look like he wants to fall sick anytime soon. Meanwhile, Sri Lanka sees new president sworn into office, keeping an eye on that controversial issue. So let's get into this uh, survey of citizens mm-hmm. and what their experiences are. Well, that's on page 17 mm-hmm. of the Ghanaian Times. And the story says, more than a quarter of adults in Ghana, comprising 26.7% of the overall population of the country, mm. in 2021 paid bribes in cash. Mm. Estimated at 5 billion CDs. The government statistician, Professor Samuel Kobnainim, discloses during the launch of the 2021 Ghana Integrity of Public Service Survey mm-hmm. uh, people's experiences and views on corruption reports yesterday in Accra. Uh-huh. The report was presented by the uh, Commission for Human Rights and Administrative Justice Shraj mm-hmm. in collaboration with the Ghana Statistical Service yep. and the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. Mm. The first comprehensive nationally representative population survey on corruption in Ghana aimed at collecting evidence-based info from Ghanaians to determine corruption prevalence for the purposes of targeting policy interventions that could enhance the fight against corruption. So, so on page chapter 2, the question is, who takes the bribes? Mm. That is the question that you have to answer. Mm. They have listed the bribe takers. List them. The Ghana Police Service was... Defending no, champion. Number one. Mm. 53.2% of people said they had paid... <laughs> Odia kind Police Service the first. Ghana Immigration Service is number two. Uh, 37.4. I told you. GRA Customs Officers. So they did not did the GRA. <laughs> yeah, they are eating the tax. No, they've described the GRA. This is the customs of the GRA. Are because GRA, there are plenty. They are still eating the tax. So that's 33.4% of people. 33.6. Then Lance Commission. Uh-huh. 32.4. This is strange. DVLA. After all the things they said they've done. Maybe without all the things they have done, would have been normal too. Yeah, so 39.5% <laughs> of people said they had paid tax uh, bribes to them. Then passport agency officials. Ah, that one is a problem. How are we still Because the passport system now is super tight. Oh. We'll go into the details. 29.0. These are people's experiences. See, yeah. this is where from person. These are people. Yeah, yeah. People say they paid. Yeah, they paid, yeah. Okay. Then there's prosecutors, judges, or magistrates. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ghana. 22.3. That's number seven. National Intelligence Bureau. 21.2. Hey. National Road Safety Authority. 17.8. Ah! Prison official. 17.0. <laughs> Okay. And then general category MMDA 12.7. You know what? We'll get to the details. Yeah, but let me give you a bit more detail on that. Mm-hmm. Because in addition, the report showed that the prevalence of bribery in Ghana also varied across age groups. Mm. Younger adults are more likely to pay bribes than the older population. Mm. In 2021, with a prevalence of bribery of 29%, Ghanaians aged 25 to 34 years were the age group most likely 
to pay bribes. The survey further showed that people with different levels of educational attainment experience bribery to a different extent, and many factors may explain the differences. So it looks like the more educated you are, the more likely you are to pay a bribe. And also, the younger you are, the less patient you are, yeah. because sometimes the frustrations make yeah. people pay bribes. Now, let's get to a few other stories. SHS buffer stock issues. Uh-huh. Dr. Uh, Yao Educhum appeared in Parliament to answer a question from Dr. Clement Apart. What did he say? And he's basically saying the minister, uh, government owes National Food Buffer Stock Company an outstanding amount of 340 million CDs. The government's indebtedness to the company and other factors has occasioned a shortage of food items in some high schools in the country. Responding to questions in Parliament, Dr. Jusim said the government was working towards clearing the debt and ending the food shortage in SHS. Now, he just goes on to give some details that government had paid some amounts of money and there were issues where in some regions there was a, a, a crisis situation with food, which the previous payment have had to address. If you want to page 7 of the Ghanaian Times, they have uh, the other big parliament story. Uh-huh. Parliament has, by consensus, approved a 750 million US dollar loan to a loan facility to finance capital and growth-related expenditure in this year's budget. Did they list what the money will be used for? Well, now, a number of things. The money will be released in three bits, three tranches, 200 million, 101 million, and 350 million. Mm -hmm. Now, it says, projects earmarked for the facility Mm -hmm. include the Nsawam of Ankor Road. We mentioned that. The Jesukonongo Road. We mentioned that. Completion of Nsawam Apeja Road. We mentioned that. Swami Interchange and Local Road Network. Also correct. Completion of Flowerpot Interchange. Uh The rest are completion of Sofoline Interchange. That's also correct. Construction of Kwabinya Pediasi Road. Fantastic. Construction of um, Eastern Corridor Road. uh, road Lot 5 and 6. Completion of Enchikrom Adorso Road Project. Afram Plains. Purchase of rolling stock and spare parts. Also on point. And construction of stadia infrastructure for the. So why are some media houses reporting that the. the, uh, What do you call it? Uh, What's his name? Kweku Kwatin said if they didn't get the loan, they couldn't pay salaries. So yesterday after. said so. I heard him. But there's no salary in this list. Yes, I know. But so why is he saying that? In the, when he was making the case for why they need the, the urgency with which they needed this. So I don't get it. So is it that if they don't they pay, the, if they don't get this loan, then they'll use management for salaries to do these projects? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, maybe he needs well, to clarify. You hold on. According mm-hmm. to the committee's report, maybe mm-hmm. this might answer your question. Please go ahead. The Minister of Finance explained in his meeting with the members that, mm-hmm. quote, the approval of the facility mm-hmm. is urgently needed to avoid the country from going bankrupt and help the country meet its obligations. Ah. That's a little open-ended, but maybe you can throw in salaries into obligations. Because yesterday, the list that we saw, when you calculate the amount, it's 750 million per per per. Maybe they need to explain. Okay. Let's go on. All right. Let's take, let me take you back to the daily, let me take you to the daily guide. What are they saying today? Well, Moses' brother fights and you do What is going on? Well, that was a big story yesterday. Yesterday, they were just going going back and forth on this matter. Somebody should call them to order. (laughs) Brother of the late President John Evansa, Tamils is accusing the Tamils Institute and the Coastal Development Authority for allegedly tampering with the tomb of the former president without recourse to the family. According to Samuel Atamils, who described the act as culturally offensive, the family does not recognize that act by the Institute regarding the management of the Asumjir Park, where the remains of the late president were buried. Now, founder of the Atamils Institute, Koko who has dared the brother of the late former president to produce the autopsy report on the death of his brother. In a quick response to the tantrums of Samuel Atamils, Mr. Anjudohu, speaking on Joy FM Tuesday, said John Ramani Mahama refused to build Asumjir Park. He deliberately refused. President of the Republic, Nanadu Dankwa Kufado, is building a Sumjir Park. Hmm. Is that what is hurting Samia Tamils? 
And the, the irony, the irony of the whole thing is that well. the thing is called Asumjwe. So why is it bringing <laughs> confusion? Well, it, it, then, you know, the Chronicle gets into a bit more detail on mm-hmm. what it is they have been saying to each other. Mm-hmm. Now, someone like somebody else, a quote has been attributed to him. It says, quote, why do you want us to always go through grief every time? Hmm. And you allow that Koku Anidohu, that buffoon, oh. working with the Atamios Institute, so-called, oh. to go and touch this grave without informing our family head. Then Koku Anidohu tweeted, Hmm. This at his handle at Kokwanido hmm. says, Is someone that was talking about curses? Hey. The curses shall be upon his ugly head. Let's move back to this. The conclusion for me is what Koda have said. They are saying they did not touch or did not open the tomb. So then their name was mentioned in the in the statement the uh, brother made. So Coastal Development Authority has denied tampering with the tomb of the former president Mills. Brother of the late Samata Mills had accused the Koda and an aide, Kokwa Nidoho, of tampering with the tomb without recourse to the family. However, Koda rejected the claims in a statement signed by CEO Jerry uh, that the grave was not open and therefore no desecration of the body or the tomb has taken place. The statement said Koda has only been undertaking renovation works at the burial grounds of the late President Mills. But the thing also is this. Let's be. So the quote, the Koda, acting upon a directive from the President, prioritized the renovation of the burial grounds of late Professor Mills. The authority liaises with relevant state institutions in charge of state monuments before embarking on the renovation. Well, probably should have told them. To the family. Yeah, that's, that's like, what they should have done. <laughs> Written to them and said, hey, this is what, this is what we are do. doing. Let's All right. do it Front together. Page, so let, of the Daily Graphic, mm. the last ministry says they are going to track excavators. Okay, <laughs> let's get into that. All excavators in mining concessions will be tracked electronically All right. as part of major measures to clamp down on illegal mining, popularly known as Calamity. This is coming from the minister, Samalabu mm. Jinapo. Already said the Minerals Commission had set up a control room for the effective rollout of the initiative and was working to complete the procurement of the tracking devices in a couple of months. We were speaking at the Media Press series in Accra yesterday. But still on mining. You know, we had a story two yeah. days ago yes. that some Galamseas had been uh, brutalized and tortured by the soldiers. There's another one on Joy. Bibiani mine demonstration leaves six with gunshot wounds. Yes. The Bibiani police command has begun investigations into a demonstration by the youth of the town to stop Ojiahohoi Yaojibi, the second chief of Sifia. Ariaso from performing some rights at the Mensin Gold Mine to kick start operations. The demonstration held on Wednesday resulted in six people sustaining gunshot wounds and several others sustaining various injuries at Bibiani in the Western North region. The victims were arrived to the hospital and the Divine Love Hospital and then the government hospital where they were receiving treatment. Now, the story then talks about the demonstrations being mainly youth, numbering more than a hundred, clad in red and black, gathered at a shrine to prevent the chief from performing the rites. With claims that Ojiahoho is not legitimate to perform the rights for the Mensing Gold Mine, but rather Nana Ngwa and Nima Kodom II. Mm-hmm. So, this was not really about mining, it was about who was to perform the rights. Mm-hmm. The way the story is written initially suggested that they were fighting over mining itself. There's a mine, very um, interesting mining story on page 7 of mm-hmm. the Chronicle, mm-hmm. and it says Etiwa residents protest granting of new mining license. Mm-hmm. Now, residents of the Etiwa Range Forest Reserve in the Eastern Region mm-hmm. maintain their position against any prospective mining activity within the range. Mm-hmm. Information gathered by the Chronicle indicates that the residents were enraged by information posted on the Minerals Commission website believed to be giving out a portion of the critical watershed and biodiversity conservation for prospective prospecting mining the range which is an important water source for three rivers densu brim and ayinsu 
also has rich mineral deposits like bauxite. Lots of young people in these many committees yeah. are agitated. We well, I told you yesterday about, about yeah. uh, the AstroTurf questions yes. that I've to ask. Well, GMPC has responded All right. uh, with the Dr. Dominic Edria, mm-hmm. who is the executive director of the GMPC so Foundation. What's the response? Well, according to him, mm-hmm. the, uh, each facility... It's equipped with wire fencing and floodlights. He said at the outset of the project in 2018, the cost of construction of each AstroTurf was pegged at $250,000, mm-hmm. which is now at 97000 Ghana cities. In 2019 and 2020, the cost of each facility increased to $300,000. As accurately stated by the Minister of Energy, Matthew Poku Prempe, in his response to Parliament in July 2022. Currently, the cost per facility stands at $350,000, which is 2.3 Ghana 2.3 million Ghana cities. And they say that Honorable Okujoto's interpretation of the reported figure of 319,000 as the unit cost of each AstroTurf is factually inaccurate and misleading. Okujoto has also responded and said they have not answered any of his questions. Now, feeding all SHS students is needless. Government must support only needy persons. Edu Watch, yesterday, editorial on the point of view made this point. The executive director of the Africa Education Watch, Kofi Asari, has questioned the priority of spending huge sums of money feeding borders at SHS level while many schools across the country still lack basic infrastructure. This was in response to the Minister of Education saying government owes buffer stock 340 million CDs. Commenting on this, Mr. Sari said feeding must be restricted to only wards of parents who actually cannot afford it. Let's do a quick editorial round. Uh, what is the finest no, editorial this morning? Sorry, do the okay, that's back page of the that's Times. That's what are they story. saying? Back page of the guy. So this says, head coach of reigning Ghana Premier League champions, Asante Kosoko, Dr. Prosper Nate Ogum, mm. or Nate Ogum, mm-hmm. has walked away from the club t- only 10 months after... Uh, ten months after he got the job, starting reports yesterday indicate that the 44-year-old sports psychologist had a crucial meeting with the technical committee of the club, after which he sternly tendered in his re- resignation. Mm-hmm. Time Sports gathered that Ogum left his role citing player sale and recruitment issues, mm. having earlier had a bust-up with the club's management board mm. on the departure of Fabio Gama and midfielder Salifu Mudasiru. Where is Fabio Gama going to? Uh, I think uh, he's going to the golf. So he's not happy that some of his key players are leaving yes, without his consent. In the Daily Graphics version, Maurice Kwanza spoke to the administrative manager of mm-hmm. Kumasi Santoko. Apparently, the coach had requested mm-hmm. for 17 new players. 17 new yes, players? And, uh, wanted, that was the whole and wanted 10 players to be released, and management felt. You know, By the way, who's replacing uh, Ashanti Gold in the league? Well, there's a playoff, there's but a- uh, Dwarfs have gone to court. It was Dwarfs. Who are supposed to be playing the playoff? Liberty Professionals. Tamale <laughs> City. Is it one or for two leg? No, it's an all play all system. It was supposed to be played Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What does all play all mean? It means the three teams will play each other. So in a league, in a league format. format. So this was Dwarfs. Dwarfs. Tamale City and Liberty and Professionals. Liberty. They are the all three of them teams that. Second yes. in their respective but zone. why is Dwarfs going to court? Because Dwarfs are saying that by virtue of their league position in the season, where the incident happened between Interallies and Ash, uh, they shouldn't be relegated. They should not have been relegated. Oh, so so that it's like they had their first yeah. right of refusal. Yes, sort, if, sort of thing. If the ruling had come before the season had started, they would not have played in the Division One League this season. So let's see I'm, how the case goes. Yes, I'm very sure, very. So you are, you are watching closely. We are training. We are monitoring. <laughs> we are training. <laughs> that was the newspaper review. We'll be back with business news. Stay with us. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
Breakfast City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Two minutes to seven. City Business News coming up shortly. It's brought to us by Enterprise Live. With Enterprise Live, it's possible to live your best life. Ladies, enjoy a cover for your lifestyle with Bloom, a life insurance for today's woman. Families, let's safeguard your well-being with our family income security plan because family matters. And for you, live freely with our funeral finance plan unlimited with no restrictions or limits as you cover your loved ones and yourself. WhatsApp us on 055-400-1924 or call 0307-084-444. Enterprise, your advantage. And all MTN SIM cards in Ghana must register again with only the Ghana card by 31st July 2022. This exercise is applicable to all data SIMs, your modems, turbonets, routers and more. Now, failure to do this will mean you will not be able to use the internet after the 31st of July. To register your data SIM, please visit our portal, fill out your details. Note that registration is free and you will not be required to make any payments. And of course, news is also brought to us by Goyle Good Energy. Bianca is joining us with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Let's go straight to our stories and start with corruption because a survey by the Ghana Statistical Service has revealed that about 5 billion cities was paid as bribes in the year 2021. The report dubbed 2021 Ghana Integrity of Public Services Survey indicates that 26.7% of public sector officials and 9.1% of private sector players engaged in acts of bribery. The survey was conducted by the Ghana Statistical Service in collaboration with other stakeholders in the fight against corruption. The following report by City News's Kwekwedriam Ansa has a breakdown of the survey. 23 public institutions were taken into focus with the Ghana Police Service ranked number one with over 53% rate. The Ghana Immigration Service Office followed on the rankings with over 37% rate of bribe-related cases and the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority followed closely with 34%. The survey estimated that an amount of 5 billion Ghana cities were paid as bribes in the year 2021. It is predominantly cash-based with a very negligible percentage, about 15.2%, coming in other forms, as in food and drinks, exchange for other services, valuables, and animals. A total of roughly 5 billion Ghanaian cities was estimated out of the 17.4 that I talked about as the value of bribes that occurred in 2021. Outlining the survey, Government statistician Professor Samuel Kobnenim says the government must be concerned and must of necessity put in place policies to tackle the menace. Also speaking at the launch, a justice of the Supreme Court, Justice Yoni Kulendi, expressed concern over the alarming figures, especially with public sector workers. But the threat posed by corruption to our future is so obvious and frightening that we cannot afford to pretend about its prevalence. 
Supreme Court Judge Justice Yoni Kalende ending that report by City News' Kwekwe Drama Ansa. Now, customers who patronize the services of tipper trucks should expect an increase in their services as the leadership of the National Tipper Drivers Association of Ghana have announced an upward adjustment of their service charge by about 50%. According to the association, the move comes on the back of the increment in full prices coupled with increases in the cost of spare parts, which they say is having an adverse effect on their businesses. A central regional correspondent, Calvis Tete, has According to the leadership of the association, the risk being kicked out of business as a result of the continuous increment in fuel prices and the rise in spare parts costs. They say they reached a point where they are left with no option than to increase their prices. According to the chairman of the association, Kadri Inusa, although they have increased their service charge by a little over 50%, they will continue to increase their prices if the price of fuel continues to increase. When you go to somewhere like Shedro, going to pick a son to Kaswa, look at the distance. You buy almost six, seven hundred CDs out of desert, okay? And then you buy the sand to almost 400, so almost 10 million. So we don't afford our seas. And it's very difficult for us. These days you can't afford 300 and say you are going to really buy a camp. No, 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 no. He again indicated that issues of illegal sand winning is hindering the progress of their work, adding that a tax force will soon be set up to monitor and arrest persons who engage in such activities destroying their work. Yeah, this task force is going to work about those things. They are going to see up and then see if the contractor doesn't have a regional papers, you don't you will never go there or you will not allow the drivers to go and pick a son over there. There will going to be a punishment. That is the reason why we informed we formed this task force. Because sometimes police come and arrest us and ask us about the, this way bill. Some contractor doesn't have the way bill. Some members of the association also spoke about their challenges and how they want authorities to help in addressing them. Mineral Commission Task Force will come and arrest us. Why? Because we are taking conveying material from unauthorized priests. Why we as a conveyance. We don't know the right people working over there, whether they have permits or not. Instead for the assembly and the mineral commission to team up and do such job, they rather leave them and pursue with the drivers, which uh, we think is not the best. So the government have to show some concern or put some force on the mineral commissions to enforce all those legal miners to stop all those legal mining. That was the national organizer of the National Tipper Drivers Association, Seth Bismarck Bonful, and in that report by Calvus Tete, our central regional correspondent. Now, ahead of the presentation of the 2022 mid-year budget review on Monday, July 25th, government is being urged to announce clear measures that will lead to the collection of more property and income taxes. According to tax analyst Francis Timor Boy, the over-reliance on consumer taxes in the country is affecting the government's domestic revenue mobilization drive as well as efforts at increasing the country's tax to gross domestic ratio. Now, the country's current tax of G- tax to GDP ratio stands at 12%, which falls below the sub-Saharan Africa average of 16.5%. In an interview with City Business News on the matter, Mr. Boy noted that a rebalancing of Ghana's tax regime is needed. 
See, taxation is based on some principles. If you consume, you pay consumption tax. If you earn income, you pay income tax. If you hold property, if you, in other words, if you hold your wealth, you pay property tax. But then we have left these other elements of wealth and we are only focusing on consumption tax. We are even not paying attention to income tax, especially those earning income in the informal sector. So we should start, we should spread the concept across. Go to those who are holding wealth in the form of property, tax them. Those who are consuming it, introduce consumption tax. Those who are earning income, let them pay income tax. But all the time, if you focus on consumption tax, that's the problem. And we always say that Ghana's consumption tax of 60% to 40% is not helping the informal, uh, the, the, the vulnerable. So possibly we need to rebalance the way our tax system operates. And I think that in the long term, we will benefit. Property tax is one. The exemption bill, which was withdrawn, possibly we need, we need to go back and consider all those things. Tax analyst Francis Timor Boy. Meanwhile, as government prepares for the mid-year budget review, the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry expects to find details on government's plans to pay its members arrears. Them. The chief executive officer of the chamber, Emmanuel Cherry, believes getting their monies must be given all the attention it deserves. Our expectation is government must pay us. We need money so that money will be circulating in the system. If money comes, any other things follows because we are hungry. Most contractors today are being laid off workers. I know a contractor who has over 800 workers. 400 has been already laid off. Still considering others to follow. How do you call it? Go to Cocoa Board. Cocoa Board is owing contractors so huge amount of money. You see, if they should pay us now, there will be so much joy in the system. And then our road networks will be upgraded as well. We have poor drainage system in the country. Most has been given us an award, has been awarded. But today, what do we see? Contractors are not on site because they are not getting the, the support from government. So government has a major role to play. Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry, Manuel Cherry. Let's now join Gideon Amwenichi of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds markets. November 26, 10-year bonds saw significant interest at last Monday's trading session on the Ghanaian secondary bond market. The bond accounted for 66% of the day's trades with an indicative yield of 26.85%. Overall, the bears recorded a total trade volume of 199 million Ghana cities. General price declines on the bears lowered the level of the Ditabang bond index, increasing its year-to-date loss to 15.38%. The Ghanaian Treasury has announced the dual offer of a new three-year Ghana City denominated bond and the reopening of a five-year U.S. dollar denominated bond. Bates will be accepted around the initial pricing guidance of 29% area for the three-year bond and 7.25% area for the five-year U.S. dollar denominated bond. On the money market, this week's offer for the 91-day to the 364-day bills will target a combined size of 1.95 billion Ghana cities. That is Gideon Amwini Che of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by Enterprise Life and Goyle, also powered by citybusinessnews.com. The business news team returns at 1 o'clock with more business news updates. My name is Vivian Kai Loco. Have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
Breakfast City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. It's uh, 12 minutes past 7. Lots of things to talk about today. First interview, Dr. Professor Kenneth Ativana Tefa, CEO of NIA. You sent in, um, I don't know, almost 100 questions. I We had to even group the we questions. Had to, like, yeah. Dig. yeah, but it tells you there's a lot of interest. Yes, yes, yes. yes. A lot of interest. The card is tied to a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things. So, so he will be in the studio to answer some of our questions. Or we'll also make some time and talk about the sec- education sector. Government owes buffer stock 340 million CDs. Eight. Some of our students are looking emaciated. They look very, very hungry. Yeah. And we need to solve this problem. Um, if we have time, we would also get into the bribery issue. Over te- almost 30% of Ghanaians have paid a bribe for a public service. Now, that is serious. These government agencies might look very closely at themselves. All of these are more coming up on the show, but it's time for kickoff. But here's a quick Ghana card update with Lesheho, as if by design. Have you updated your records with Lesheho using the Ghana card? Well, as directed from the Bank of Ghana, the Ghana card is now the only accepted form of identification for all financial transactions. Visiting the Sheho branch near you to update your records with your Ghana card to enable us serve you better. Call or WhatsApp 0574-065-958 or call 0302-208-333. Lesheho, let's improve life. The City Breakfast Show. Nathan Kaur is joining us. It's Thursday, so it's Nathan Day. <laughs> Nathan, what's the big sports story? Well, Santi Kosoko will have to look for a new head coach. Dr. Prosper Nate Ogum has resigned. We'll tell you more. Bushia uh, Dwarfs in court. They want to stop the GFA's playoff to determine the team that replaces Ashgold in the Ghana Premier League Plus. We hear from Alex Amankwa, who got disqualified for the men's 800-meter event in the ongoing World Athletics Championships in the United States. And let's begin with some local football in Asante Kotoko head coach Prosper Nate Ogum resigned yesterday from his position according to reports. Well, those reports have turned out to be quite true. Now, Dr. Ogum is said to have taken the decision uh, to resign during a meeting between the technical team and the club's management on Wednesday. It was to discuss life after last season and to look ahead to new season and the CAF Champions League preparations. And it turns out Dr. Nate Ogum was not happy with one or two things and he decided decided to leave his job. He was appointed uh, before the start of the 2021-2022 season and led the club to their first league title since 2014. For more clarity, we caught up with our colleague um, Colin Satapoku. He's a journalist in Kumasi with Sumpa FM. So give us a bit more context and nuance to this issue. Yes, I can confirm that Professor Nasirogum has indeed tended in his resignation to the management of Marcia Sante Kodafo, teaching not to continue with it. Services as the technical head of the Central Technical Team. It was decided upon this afternoon at a management meeting that was called to 
together with the board to consider his report for the season and also look at some of the recommendations he has made uh, for the upcoming season. Unfortunately, the letter asked has not been made available to anyone except members of the board. But it is believed that differences in technical future um, of the club, first and foremost to do with recruitment, as well as the decision to get a technical director, are two things that should get this reaction. On the side of Kotokor, they also believe that all the that are side this, they just see that the Atlantic Kotokor coach has also not been forthcoming and a bit disrespectful assigned to them. So that's Collins Atapoku with uh, Kumasi based Sumpa FM giving us a bit more nuance to this matter. Watch this space. <laughs> we'll get into it a bit more maybe on sports, hopefully on Sports Panorama on Friday. So many layers, so many angles, so many points of view to this particular story. We move on to other stories. And the Bushard Drops of Cape Coast um, are seeking to place an injunction on the GFA's proposed three-team league aimed at determining the team that will replace demoted Ashanti Gold ahead of next season. Now, the application for the injunction is expected to be heard on the 29th of July. According to the club, the proposed playoff involving themselves, Samale City, and Liberty Professionals is an error of judgment on the part of the GFA's Executive Council since it is inconsistent with the precedence of the FA. Now, some supporters led by management members yesterday protested the decision by marching from the Accra Sports Stadium to the headquarters of the GFA before arriving at Parliament House to prevent to present a petition <laughs> to uh, the lawmakers. Abeku Otri is the Communication Director for Dwarfs and he has been explaining why they have taken this decision to City Sports. What's happening? It's a zone two issue. Asante Gold is in zone two when it comes to division one and division two. So if we would want to do any promotion of a sort, it should it should be direct just as we did in the past. And give a mysterious division of the north. We were second in our uh the recently um, ended uh, season. We were second after Summertech. So we believe that um the note should be a Bushian and no other team. And we should also note that the disciplinary committee in its findings um, give a verdict that the just ended season, the decision of it would have no merit on it. It, would, it wouldn't have any effect on that season. So it means the season that is just passed stands alone. So we go back into the season the incident happened and then we bring the judgment into the, the, the season which is um, for us. So... Uh, I mean, it's just direct that Dwarfs should um, get the note to, to play in this. So that's a big watcher. He's communications director for Cape Coast and Bosnia Dwarves. We wait to see how this matter will play out eventually. Let's move on to some other stories. And the CAF Awards uh, will be held later tonight in Rabat. Unfortunately, Ghana's Kamal Din Suleimana did not make the final top three in terms of that shortlist for the CAF Young Player Award. He was initially um, put on the 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 second phase of the shortlist, which was the five-man shortlist, but he misses out in the final cut. Hannibal Medjbri, Karim Konati, and uh, Pap Matasa are the three players who will now fight for the ultimate prize of being called Kaf Young Player of the Year. Meanwhile, secondary-based Hazakas ladies have made the final cut for the 2022 Kaf Awards for the Women's Club of the Year. Yusuf Basigi's team, they made it all the way to the final of the main edition of the Kaf Women's Champions League and in the season under review, they won the Women's Premier League and the FA Cup in Ghana. Uh, they are there with AS Far of Morocco and um, other teams in that particular 
competition or in that particular category. Now, Doris Boudoua and Evelyn Bedu, who were key players for Hazakes, have all been nominated for the Women's Young Player of the Year, while Evelyn Bedu has been nominated for the Women's Interclub Player of the Year. So, watch this space. You never know. We may have some award winners later tonight in the CAF um, awards which will be held in Rabat in Morocco. We say with women's football though and Ampim Dakwa ladies, they are the new queens of Ghanaian football. They have been drawn in Group B of the Wafu Zonal Qualifiers for the CAF Women's Champions League. Now they will have to take on Union Sportive, the Force Armee of uh, Burkina Faso, Athleta FC of Togo and Biosa Queens of Nigeria. While Group A has uh, AS Dabijan, AS Police, AS Dabijan is from Cote d'Ivoire, AS Police of Niger and Espoir FC of Benin. Now, they will compete against each other and the winner and runner-up from the Wafubi qualifier will represent the zone in the main competition which will be played in Morocco later this year. And in Europe, there are uh, some major women's football matches happening in the UEFA Women's Euros. Last night was quarter-final night. It was quarter-final one. England needed to show strength and character. They needed to come back from a goal down to beat Spain by two goals to one. Georgia Stanway's 96th minute goal was the uh, winning goal or it was the clincher as England edged Spain to get to the semi-final. Quarter-final two happens tonight and it's between Germany and Austria. All of that happening in the women's Euro taking place in England. Uh, let's stay in England or let's stay with some English-related news and let's hear from new Chelsea defender Khalidu Koulibaly. He says he had chats with former teammate Jorginho and Senegalese teammate Edouard Mendy before deciding to join Chelsea. He comes in as a replacement for Antonio Rudiger and Anders Christensen, both of whom have left the club. And he says that um, his two friends, Jorginho and Mendy, played a crucial part in switching um, his uh, career from playing for Napoli for eight years to starting a new chapter in West London with Chelsea. Yeah, we speak uh, we speak together before one month ago. Georgi texts me and tell me if I want to come to Chelsea. I say I don't know if they they ask for me. Okay, I want to come, but uh, I don't want to to go propose myself. If they want to me to come, I will come with pleasure. And after I do make a small pressing, my choice was already done. So. So I'm happy already. I'm happy to be here because it's a talented team with a lot of young players and some experienced players. So it's a nice mix, I think. And this can be a good thing for, for the team and for, for the city. So I want to, to give emotion to the, to the supporters, to everybody for, to come to Sanford Bridge. And I want to, to show myself that uh, I will work for, for the team and for everybody to, to win something. I look forward to start with the team and to start the training. New Chelsea acquisition, Khalidu Koulibaly speaking there. Let's end with some athletics. And Ghana's Alexa Mankwa was disqualified for them from the men's 800 meter heats in the ongoing world championships in Oregon, USA. He finished the race in the time of 1 minute 45.92 seconds and came forth and had the chance of making it through. But a video review after the race showed that he had stepped in the wrong lane three times in the first 100 meters and that threw him out of the competition. Alex Amankwa was very sad after the verdict, but he has vowed to bounce back in future and get things right the next time he goes out on the tracks. I'm just disappointed. Uh, I work too hard for moments like this to get away for something like that, but you know, it's okay because you know, I'm a fighter and this is only going to make me better and uh, I'm going to be better because of this. I know I am, so it's going to be okay. It's, it's going to be fun. a little bump on the road, so I'll be okay. 
very sad sounding Alexa Mankwa there. And now Team Ghana will take part in the men's 4x100 uh, meter relay heats on Friday. While Deborah Aqua, she will be taking part in the women's long jump event on Saturday. Now we stay with athletics and the women's and men's 200 meter finals will take place tomorrow morning. That's at 2.35 and 2.50 a.m respectively and the likes of Elaine Thompson, Hera, Shelley and Fraser Price will be running in the 200 meter finals while Noah Laos and Kenneth Bednarek will be featuring in the men's final and there's some African interest as Joseph as Liberia's Joseph Fambule and South Africa's Luholo Williams will all be taking part in the men's 200 meter final and may the best man and woman win across 200 meters in Oregon in the USA and that's how we end this morning's edition of Kickoff proudly brought to you by Lesheho my name is Nathan Kwa many many thanks for listening we have more sport for you on citysportsonline.com plus more sports in our subsequent bulletins on TV and on radio do have a fantastic day stay safe take care please keep listening to the City Breakfast Show The City Breakfast Show Rise above the noise This is the, the, the City Breakfast Show when you see me for party, you still there for me. See, I know you feel me, baby. But when you see me coming down, you return your back. But you know the shy people. I got a feeling for you. Me, I know be stubborn. Me, I know be careful. I want to show you sweet love. Me, I wanna dance. I'll tell you who make a dance with you Oh, yeah I wanna dance Yeah, yeah I'll tell you who make a dance with you Dance with you See, it's a good In the sun When I am the sun In the sun When I am the sun In the sun Mama chance, now me know, come on. Everybody want chop city, be full of piranhas. Ready to commit, baby, do me what you wanna. Mm, never lost. Things are for you, they I swear, never lost. Your ex still likes you, rare, have a loss. Me for thrust, give me make a bus. Make a feather cost lights off. Me feel it how you're moving lately. She did try claim streets, but your bougie baby. Fool me crazy, do me, me movie shady. Beside your mouth, don't feel like you be seeing me.
see dance for the girl, let me see your body shake. Me I no lie after you nobody day. I could say for the bank only for your body sake. Oh yeah. Me I wanna dance. I wanna dance with you. I'm sure you won't make a dance with me. City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Daddy will get out with that too, so you have to drop your power. And that's how good I love you, so nobody watch a wife. I walk through the valley of the shadow of darkness and me with that. Now cause I'm foolish and shame I say I'm so you No mama say me now I shot to one shot See cause I'm living in a shot to Since I do woman who be a shock Big it a fire be the camp when you Now much a fan say no sad or so As I'm a mecca and thank God me baby Getting ready to talk about the Ghana card issues. A few birthday requests coming in. Please wish my dear wife Gloria Yaira Udum Agbenoto a blissful birthday. Tell her Adam was not complete without Eve, just as I'm not without her. From Prince Walali Odum to his dear wife Gloria Yaira Udum Agbenoto. Happy birthday to you. And to my first son Solomon Efriya Kotobamfo, he turns 30 today. He is manager of Classic Guest House, Nyamita Junction. I wish him God's blessings. Coming in from his mum. Happy 8th to our brilliant boy, Jordan Michael Kojo Mensah Hansen. We love you so much and we pray for God's continued guidance and protection over your life. From your loving parents, Kobe and Kukui and your siblings, Fifi. 
Kobe and Erefua. Happy birthday to my brother, engineer Kobe Amwan Mensa, director of Traffic Solutions Ghana. <laughs> A happy birthday indeed. You are beautiful inside out. You are truly an amazing brother and a beautiful soul. I'm grateful to have you in my life. Coming in from your sister, Dr. Efua Mwamensa of Precious Gem Diagnostic Center. I'm a salmon. Well, I want to join myself to this request. This is coming into you. Commence. Kwabna Amwa Mensa. Happy birthday to you. You are you are a true brother. You are a true brother. From Kukum, Kukum. <laughs> Kukum in the Ahafo region. You are a big man of Kwabna Amwa Mensa. Proper engineer. Bright Donko. Your father is wishing you a happy birthday. Your father, policeman Ralph. He says you are eight years old today. He wishes you all the best. Bright Donko. Happy birthday to you coming in from daddy. There's so many questions for I, I mean <laughs> I think we should invite Professor Tifa to Parliament. On a daily basis. I don't I mean I don't tell it. But it tells you how important the Ghana card has become. Because mm. the telcos need it, the banks need it. Almost every institution needs it. So it's almost like without a Ghana card, there are few things you can do. So when somebody doesn't get their card, they get really troubled. Yeah, but that's also because of the timelines that have been put in yes, place. These are so like, that is why the putting, has, I think it's been put putting too much pressure on the yeah on, on the, the system. On the system. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. Because I think this should have been It's a rolling thing. Every, yeah, it's so, a rolling thing. Give yourself two, three yes. years. And then after two, three years look at your numbers and see if the numbers are the percentage where you can say, Okay, we are not getting the buying one, so we need to put in something to get it right. They are stressing the Ghana, Ghana, Ghana you know, people. That is why they are having this problem. So, yeah. and then of course the distribution and queuing matters that yeah. have also come up with yeah. NIE. Yeah. The system yeah. has been cleaned up, but it's still not very sophisticated. Well, they have a number of regional centers, sixteen in all. They also set up some centers in the, some stadia, but you know, it's it's just I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how to deal with those things. Meanwhile, from the 1st of July 2022, which is a few weeks behind us, all charging entities will be connected to the Ghana Revenue Authority Common Platform. This will ensure that the 100 CD exemption per person on daily basis is enforced across all platforms. Remember to link your Ghana card to your bank account and mobile numbers to enjoy the e-levy exclusions. If wrongfully charged the e-levy, contact your bank or telco. Let your taxes work for you and let's build Ghana together. Message brought to you by GRA, the government of Ghana and the people of Ghana. Here's another one. Zenith Bank has made linking your Ghana card <laughs> details to your Zenith Bank account easy. Visit zenithbank.com.gh or our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or uh, LinkedIn pages to link your card to your account or visit any branch of Zenith. An email and SMS with the link has been sent to your to our valued customers. Link your Ghana card to your Zenith Bank account today. It's easy, it's quick and convenient. Zenith Bank in your best interest. Tyler, let me do this one before 
I am unable to enter my neighborhood. Okay. So this one says, to my love, Fidelia mm. Joy. Okay. The tense of our marriage has made me realize that I'm still with the right person. All right. Thanks for giving me all your love. The base of this successful 10 years is tolerance, respect, understanding, and love. Mm. May my everyday make sense because you are with me. I appreciate all your sacrifices and dedications. Fidoch. Fidoch. May our love remain the same always. Love always. Lebene. So Lebene to Fidelia. Lebene to Fidelia on a very beautiful birthday. Good morning, Ben. I kindly wish my uncle Davis Cobo a happy birthday. You've always been there for me and I'm forever grateful to have such a person in my life. This is your nephew, Julian. Do you know Davis Cobo? Yes. One of Ghana's biggest farmers. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just about to have a dried mango. Is it? He does mango, he does coconuts, he does all kinds of things. So, Davis Corbo, happy birthday to you from your nephew Julian and from all of us here on the City Breakfast Show team. You should come and take us to visit your farm <laughs> or one of your numerous farms, I should say. <laughs> Tell you, you know, an idea I got farm tourism. I still sing. It will be nice. Eh? Just have a bus. Farm tourism. Just put people in the bus to visit farms. You know, Mauritius does the tea tour. Oh, oh, so it already exists? Yeah, it's a thing. Ah, I, Charlie. So before you think, somebody has thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Please wish Henrietta Brago, my hairstylist, the CEO of Treasure Trends, Otinshi. It's Legon. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, blessed happy birthday. May your year be fruitful from Ira Levina. Yeah. To send your hairstylist a shout. That's a good one. Henrietta Brago of Treasure Trends, Otinshi. And good news for all publishers, printing houses, educational institutions, and other organizations that are engaged in printing. Prospectus Ghana has introduced the chalk white A4 sheets quality paper for all your printing jobs. Now, it gives you smooth printing with clean printouts and avoids unnecessary paper crumpling and, uh, and other problems. There's also free delivery for any order worth a thousand cities or more. Locate us on the graphic road opposite Toyota Ghana or call 0500-600-607. Prospectus Ghana, your one-stop shop for all school items and stationery. A few more requests. Uh, good morning to you, Bernard. Today is my wife and I, Mr. and Mrs. Maunu, our fourth year in marriage happy birthday anniversary okay happy anniversary to my wife and myself she's the joy of my life the lily in the valley the love of my life the sweetness of my romantic romance congratulations to us the, you know the tragedy about this message is that you haven't sent your full name okay you sent mr and mrs maunu okay okay but you know each other Help me wish my wife, Reverend Mrs. Dinah to a happy birthday. She is simply an awesome person and a great blessing to the kingdom of God and the Sian Otu family. May God's anointing on her life be greater. Dearly loved by Frank Wabna of Sian Otu, Michaela, Michaela, and our late daughter in Shiraba. Ah, wait, Michaela and Michaela. Probably twins. Wow. You are indeed lovely and beautiful like the sunset. That is why I call you Sunset. That's a very romantic message from a man who does accounting and law and those things. 
Happy birthday to Sir Francis Obuama of UBA Head Office, praying for long life, good health and wellness. May the doors and windows of heaven be open to you from your wife Fatima Koinu Obumwa or Obuama. Beginning for July, all Peugeot and Citroën owners can uh, visit any Silver Star Auto Workshop in Accra, Tema or Kumasi and enjoy free inspection of their vehicles and a 15% discount on spare parts and any service delivered. If you own a Peugeot or Citroën, this is the news you've been waiting for. Promo ends 29 July 2022. Visit our Facebook and Instagram pages to book your slot. Silver Star Auto, your trusted partner. Well, some of our friends taking their exams in the Ghana School of Law wrote their final paper yesterday. Good for them. So I want to play a song for them. <laughs> that the Lord will be merciful to them in the marking. Very necessary. Because in some areas of study, it's not the exam. <laughs> it's the person who's marking. It's the marking and the mood of the marker. <laughs> so we want to lift up a song. We want to lift up a song. Now, but you move your choice. I'm not going to say I got here. The guy is organized. I got here. Wants to wants to deliver. Charlie, we we play it. We play it for them. We we'll see what to, what will happen.
Emoji. Yeah, that's the kind of song you need after reading the paper. And a happy birthday to a sister, Abla Awiti. You're 62 years old today, coming in from your brother, Municipal Director for Ho Augustus Awiti. Sometimes in life things may not go as well as planned But when the unexpected happens It doesn't have to destabilize you That's why you must make your fallback solid Yes, make it Imperial With insurance cover from Imperial General Assurance A wide range of insurance products Such as motor accident, engineering, marine bonds and fire You can talk to us about our insurance needs We have you covered on the first floor of Airtel Tigo Building, Kisley Airford Avenue, call 0577-663-880 or visit our website imperialgeneral.com or follow our social media handles. Imperial General Insurance, solid protection. And this year we celebrate the 70th anniversary of Nissan's longest running nameplate, the all-conquering Nissan Patrol. It's remained one of the world's most loved and Respected SUVs having any reputation in the scorching heats of deserts, rugged mountain slopes, and modern city streets. To celebrate this milestone, Japan Motors is offering amazing freebies on every Nissan Patrol you buy. Get a free 12 month service plan, fuel vouchers, MacBook Air, iPhone 13 Pro while cruising in the best SUV ever. Call 0244338393 or visit our showrooms nationwide for test drive. Promo valid till mid-August. Japan Motors driven by excellence. Get a generator. Get it from G&J Technical. They are probably the most experienced generator people in Ghana with almost 30 years track record. 100% indigenous company. A generator is no longer a luxury. It's a must-have for a company. Whether you're an office, a home, a factory, a hospital, or a supermarket, or a hotel. Call them on 0244170212 or 0202222218. G&J is on the Kolebu Motri Road. We are at Asukwa on the Bayara Stadium Road near Kuma. City Mall GNJ, the generator people. 
Now I'm going to read to you some of the <laughs> love letters we got from people when we told them we're going to interview Professor Tefa oh, okay. on NI. All kinds of questions but coming in. One. Okay, what is he asking? We can't deny any Ghanaian mm-hmm. access to any service mm-hmm. until every Ghanaian mm. living everywhere Ebe. can get a Ghana card easily and quickly. Who is he referring if to? They want it. He's talking to the agencies that are yes. are, are giving deadlines, mm-hmm. like the SIM card registration. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a very interesting one because somebody sold you a SIM card, but I'm sure he has a right to decide whether you can use it because the government has rules around how to distribute those SIM cards. So we have to discuss that. We have to, we have to discuss that. Make the right choice by securing your desired plot of land at Shandonia Garden, where a 100-acre gated community located community 24, five minutes drive from the axle toe point of the Akrat Way. Our plots are fully titled, 24-7 security, asphalted roads, underground electrification, constant water supply, solar-powered lights, etc., etc. Yeah, Dr. Korte Papa Fuel Road, airport, residential area, old Ghana Airways building. You may call us on 0302-765-436. Go to shandoniaproperties.com for more information. But the NIA should be happy here, not yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's funny. Yesterday when I got the list of corruption... Yeah, yeah. and I should be very happy. Yeah, that, that was interesting. They were not on the list. Yeah, because they've been very busy the past two years. They've perhaps been the one agency yeah, a lot of Ghanaians yeah, have yeah, engaged with. Yeah, yeah. And that, they're not on the list. Actually, that's very interesting because this list has almost all major customer interfacing agencies. Yes. So if you go through the list again, the number one is what? The police. <laughs> oh, let me go There's through. immigration... <laughs> No, that's not how you go about it. No, so, so number one, Ghana Police Service, defending champions. For the past, what, yeah, what percentage? If did they, they were get? boxers, they would be like an eight division world title, <laughs> world champion. Eight division. Eight division. You mean the undisputed? The undisputed. Then among fifty-three percent, and then among contender will be Ghana Immigration <laughs> Service, pushing behind them at thirty-seven percent. <laughs> now, GRA Customs Division, thirty-three percent. Last commission. Oh, no, that, let's let's think through this slowly. Fifty-three percent of the people who did the survey mm. said they had had to give money to a police officer. Yes. And this is the law enforcement agent of the country. Mm. I mean, we are in trouble. Oh, man, this is no news. No, but to fa- the fact that it's been persistent. Yeah. Every year they say they'll clean up their act. Every year they win the title. And then why is immigration service collecting bribes? That's what we're just asking. Like, what exactly what, what do they do? Border. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait. What? I think, you know, you what need... What do they do? Um, birth certificate. No, they don't do birth certificate. They don't do birth certificate. That's the... Birth and death. Birth and death. So what does immigration do for which they collect bribes? Or allow people to enter. Yeah, I'm saying maybe other borders. Other borders. Okay, those who are giving them bribe, tell us what they took yeah, their bribe for. Yeah, why did you give them the bribe? GRA Customs Division, we know why. But GRA is troubling because customs, they are usually the guys both inland and at the ports mm. collecting money for the state in terms of duties. Yes. And 32 percent. 33.6% of yeah. people had given them a bribe. Mm. <laughs> the last commission. 
But isn't land commission supposed to be like the verification place? So if I'm going to verify my land... Okay, so let's put it this way. Maybe sometimes they just drag their feet, so give them money to do what they have yeah, to, to do. Yeah, to speed things up. Yeah, so they, 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 they will slow you down to give them Deliberately. money. Yes, then if you give them money, they will, they will move they'll move it. Miraculously, up. things... The, the, fa- the key the, that was lost to be found. To be found. Okay. Then, uh, DVLA, 29%. I, I'm, st- I'm, I'm, I'm worried about, about DVLA. DVLA because I... <laughs> DVLA and passport. Yeah, because, you know, when they started their premium center, we went there. The experience was great. And unless this is for the, non, the non-premium people. And we'll have to look at the regional basis because there was a regional breakdown as well. Oh, so possibly... So in Accra, it might be good. But, but maybe well, the Western the, region... But the agency, the, heads, the agency heads must, must deal with it. If you, because you should know where people are paying bribes. Mm. So DVL, you know, DVL is troubling because we have a lot of road accidents. If you have people having to pay bribes, hopefully not for their driver's license, mm-hmm. or hopefully not for their road worthy, mm. because if somebody collects a bribe to say your car is worthy of the road, you could kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so so DVLA it's, it's problematic. Yeah, and then passport you, passport it, office is number five or number six. Number six, judicial service number seven. That's prosecutors, judges, yeah. hey, magistrates. So this is serious. Oh. But this one might be to other people. But this one is baffling. National Intelligence Bureau. Yeah, why, like why would National Intelligence Bureau? The be- gate is not even opened at that place. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, right. how the gate is not even open? Or there. is this in the in? Is it in the regions? I I don't know because, because say, none of the offices in the regions have open gates. So who are you paying the bribe to at the NIB? No, you know. But yesterday when I saw this, list, the first thing I came to my ask you said was that you know, the NIA faces a lot of people, but there was, their name was not mentioned. Yeah. They should be very happy they are not on the Deba, list. Why is your name not on the list? Be very happy. Good morning, Bernard, and good morning to the <laughs> listeners. I, I, I don't suppose that my staff are saints, but I think that uh, they are doing a good job. Okay. There are allegations of yeah. registration offenses and corruption and extortion against some of my staff. Mm-hmm. We promptly report them when we become aware of them. To oh, the you police. report them yourself? We've had some of them being prosecuted. We've dismissed people. We've terminated people. Some are under... Uh, investigation this mm. morning I've approved the further investigation of some people okay. um, and and so it's going uh, it's an ongoing process of trying to sanitize mm. the the uh, registration process and the public space mm. I am um, I'm, I'm, as I said we are we are not saints uh, people are not um, necessarily better than others, other people but I think that the monitoring and discipline measures we are putting in place mm, have uh, helped. are generally working. Mm-hmm. Um, some are still continuing, and we will continue to also be vigilant mm. and do the best. We Could can. it also be that because you've been at the center of a major national program with a lot of media scrutiny and attention, it's brought more light to what you do? So usually corruption tends to happen in opaque spaces. But some of your things, you do it in the open. So it's, pro- it's going to be very difficult. We have received reports mm-hmm. of um, corruption, say, at the Elwak Stadium. We have received reports okay. of guru boys and girls okay. infiltrating our system. Okay. In one instance, I closed down an entire office and changed the personnel in, 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 in the Subin office. The whole office? In Kumasi, yes. Because um, we got reports that were credible. We investigated. We um, interdicted those people and appropriate... Um, disciplinary hearings or proceedings are underway so that we respect the rights of those people as well. Mm. But prosecutions have taken place wow. and um, they are continuing. Mm. So, but you make a good point. You know, over 31 million, about 21 million of us are photojournalists. All you need is have a mobile phone. And yeah. during the mass registration yeah. exercise, you know, you could have about 200 registration centers in a district. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, at each of those places, you would have the vigilance of the average Ghanaian armed with a camera. Mm-hmm. So um, even though malfeasance occurred and, and um, we had large numbers of places where registration was taking place, um, it is not exactly as it is today where in a whole district there is only one office. So the pressure is huge and then the demand and supply and then, of course, opportunities for mm-hmm. um, corruption um, are enlarged. Fantastic. Let's welcome our viewers on uh, Breakfast Daily City TV. We have Professor Kenneth Hajimana Tefa. He is the Executive Director, Executive Secretary. Secretary of the National Education Authority. They've been involved in registering Ghanaians. I just want to give you some top lines quickly to sort of set us in motion. So basically, their job is to register all Ghanaians living in Ghana and abroad and foreign nationals permanently resident in Ghana onto the National Register. And they are also to issue citizens and eligible foreigners with a national ID cards. Um, I wanted to start with the state of play. Where are we in terms of card issuance and card distribution? So maybe let's put it in three. So enrollment, uh, printing, issuing, and all those. Because all these are technical terms, right? So you enroll somebody onto the system, you print the card, you issue the card, the person collects the card. <laughs> You know, so Prof, welcome. So, give us a quick a minute and a half or so overview of where we are. Then we can get into questions. As I said to to that to to you, we have so many questions. I don't even know if we have the whole day. Maybe you should buy a time <laughs> and do a, a, a one week, one day a week or something, because there's a lot of interest in the NIA, partly because of the other uses of the card and all the issues surrounding. So, give us a quick state of play. Where are we? Okay, so um, first of all, NIA was set up Mm -hmm. to create for Ghana a national identification system Mm. of which the Ghana card is a component and we are to promote the use of the Ghana card in order to advance economic, social and political activities in the country. Mm -hmm. The law requires us, Act 707, Mm -hmm. requires us to establish, I mean, to conduct nationwide mass registration exercise over a period of one year. Mm. Following that, we are expected, which is to populate the national identity database, the, the electronic database with the names and the particulars of Ghanaians and all foreigners, Ghanaians in Ghana and abroad, and all foreigners lawfully resident in Ghana who are not diplomats and who are not representatives of international non-governmental organizations. But the for administrative and procedural or operational purposes, we limited the mass registration exercise of one year to only Ghanaians in Ghana. To start off. To start off. Mm-hmm. The idea was to capture a critical mass of Ghanaians onto mm. the database mm-hmm. in order to activate the system. So we, and we limited it also to Ghanaians aged 15 and above, believing that they would make the most use the most economical and valuable use of the very smart, multi-purpose, multifunctional ID card that we're going to issue instead of to, you know, those under 15. Mm. Strategic. Now, the population census that we used was the 2010 population census at the time from Ghana Statistical Service. And we reckoned that there were about um, 17, um, 18 million Ghanaians aged 15 and above. So we aimed at 80%. Based on projected growth rates from the 2010 yes, census. Yes, based on that. Now mm. that the 
2020 statistics are available, it shows that it's a 31 point something million, and therefore we um, perhaps uh, should have been aiming at about 19 million. But at the end of the mass registration exercise, we had done over 84.3% of that target, the cohort. Mm. As of today, the enrollment figures are as follows. That is, as of 21st July, okay. 2022. So as of today? Today. Okay. As finished by my technical team. team. Mm. Total enrolled 16 million nine hundred and sixty nine thousand and thirty four. Sixteen million nine hundred and sixty nine thousand and thirty four. Okay. The total number of cards printed mm-hmm. is sixteen million mm-hmm. five hundred and thirty five thousand Six hundred and twenty-three. I go over there again. Mm-hmm. Sixteen million five hundred and thirty-five thousand six hundred and twenty-three. The total number of cards that have been issued. issued. So you are flowing from registered to printed to issued. Yes. So that will be a smaller number. Yes. So the total number of cards. Issued mm-hmm. is fifteen million mm. seven hundred and two thousand mm. seven hundred and nineteen. Mm. Mm. Fifteen million mm-hmm. seven hundred and two thousand seven hundred and nineteen. Right. When we say issued, that is the number of cards in the hands of the person of the for wh- to whom it belongs. Yes, who, yeah, to whom mm-hmm. they ought to be given. Okay. Now, the number of cards mm-hmm. not issued, that is cards... Printed not, but not issued. Printed but not issued. Stands at 808,493. Okay. Okay. And there are cards that are in different states of printing. Hmm. Um, some in different states of error. Some so that would be gone into So that would be between the registered and the printed. Yes. That space. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and this is dynamic. So it, it's not a static it's number. Changing. Okay. It's, uh, so so we can. Mm. But but um, I do not know if this is an appropriate because in the in the background you are interested in conversing some of the reasons why. Um, some people have registered, but they haven't received yes. their cards and yes. all of that. If, if, if we will get there, but I just wanted you to give the numbers. First. So, okay. so 16.9 registered, 16.5 printed, 15.7 issued, 808,000 printed but not issued. Yes. So you're going to tell me the number of those who are, for some reason, even though they are registered, hadn't gotten to printing stage yet. So for a multiplicity of reasons. Yes. Is, is, do you have that number? Uh, oh, no, I don't have. You don't have the number. You know, okay. Because there are se- several different categories. I get you. So you there, probably there have put people, all together. For example, hmm. there, are, there are people who have double registered. Okay. That is a criminal offence. That double registration means that their application, that is potentially a criminal offence. I should call it. That. Yeah, it has to be proved. Yes, we have to qualify. So we have to investigate each on a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. It goes into adjudication, as we call it. It joins a queue, mm-hmm. and it must be individually investigated. Those cleared are printed. Uh-huh. 
there are those whose cards have gone into adjudication, not because of double registration, mm-hmm. but because they have sought illegally mm-hmm. to change their vital data mm. in the custody of the authority. For example, they registered during President Kufo's time mm-hmm. or President Mahama or Mills's time. They give particular date of birth or particular name. Mm. They come this time round since 2018 or 2019 and they provide an entirely different name or an entirely different date of birth. But their records are in the system. So the system arrests their application as problematic and again it joins a queue. And no matter who you are... So it has to be resolved before they can move forward. And you don't resolve it by simply going to the NI office a million times. Mm. When you go, they will tell you what the reason is that your name is different in the system previously as uh, compared to now. Mm. There is no gazette notification of the, of the change. Mm-hmm. You do not have a valid birth certificate proving the date of birth that you have put in there. There are issues that have to be resolved. So these are legal issues. These are legal issues. Before you can effect the change. Exactly. And we it. go through that with them. Mm. Um, of course, they are often unhappy. You get on the airwaves, they will tell a different story. However, the fact of the matter is that there is a legal procedure for registering and is that legal procedure within your control yes that is a legal procedure within what i'm saying is that do they have to for example go to the police go to a court are all the things they have to do to resolve that within the oh, NIA? No, not within the NIA. So For the, example, the Gazette notification uh-huh. is, you know, you go see your lawyer, you do whatever you have to do, mm-hmm. um, and then it gets into, uh, it gets to the uh, Ghana Publishing Corporation, it is published, and a record of it is brought, mm-hmm. and then you get to NIA, and they examine the interrogator interview you to make sure wow. that those are... And, and it's a serious... So it's an elaborate, elaborate process. See, yes, better. The object is to ensure mm-hmm. that for the first time in the history and future of this country, mm. we create for ourselves mm. a single source of truth that the National Identification um, System database mm. becomes our truth anchor when it comes to the management of mm. identity. Right. So there cannot be a can... Atifa at NIA, mm-hmm. then Ken Ajima Atifa at Passport Office, mm. then Akwesi Ajima Atifa at DVLA, and then some other are, the, are those all your names, by the way? By the way, <laughs> yeah, my names. And so, and so you cannot, there will be just one you mm. who were born once with one date of birth. Mm. So if you claim that there was an error, mm-hmm. you must prove the original identity from which that error uh, emanated or against which that error was cut committed mm. you must prove that who you say you are today is the same person is the same person. i wonder if you finish that process so yes, you do this uh, gazette notification this is part of the adjudication you, you describe since you are a legal person explain the whole process and tell how long that process will take or oh, it, it depends it depends it depends on the case that's mm. why i emphasize at the beginning on a case-by-case case case basis. basis. We have professionals who are doing this work mm-hmm. and then those who are that We work 24-7. Mm. People printing cards during the COVID, the, during the lockdown in particular. We have people, to, and we still do, 24-7 always mm. working on these kinds of matters. And the, this figure that I mentioned has come down considerably. Look, we, we are not generally speaking, generally speaking, 
a very, very, very truthful people. We pass, we find very quick and easy ways of turning the corner and, and, and turning corners around things. But we have a mandate. Our mm. law says that we must ensure the integrity, mm. the accuracy, integrity and confidentiality yeah. of the data that we collect. So if you come and you have just changed the hyphen in your name or you have hyphenated your name, it is no longer the mm. same person. But if, 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 if I look at the numbers, H, if I look at numbers you've given, I'm, I'm not sure Ghanaians will say, I, I'm not sure it's fair to say we are not generally honest because you've done 50 million cleared. Oh, no, no problem. No, no, the, the, number, the number of people who are in the categories that could even be dishonest, at least from your own data, is that is not that much. Oh, no. It's not that much. Understand me. Okay. I, I, all I'm saying is that mm. the, and, and so, I mean, if, if, if it comes across wrong, that's not what I intend. What I mean is that the average person, given the opportunity, ah. would try to find a way of circumventing a legal procedure. Okay. That's what I'm trying okay. to say. Okay. And, and by the way, these numbers I've given mm. re- are numbers that reflect the changes we have made, the corrections we have made. This is not the number as at 29th um, um, April 2019 when we started mass registration. I told you that during the mass re- during the lockdown, mm. we cleared a lot of these. And then when I also said that some mm. of the registrations may be potentially criminal mm-hmm. in, in the orientation, mm-hmm. I qualified it to say mm-hmm. that, you know, we look at it to make sure that some errors are inadvertent. Mm-hmm. Some people, and to err is human. Mm-hmm. So when we fill the forms, we before we even print the card, we give you a slip and we ask you to go over it and make sure that the information on it is accurate before we print. Mm. Sometimes somebody is a male, mm. male homo sapien, his card is printed, it says female, and mm. the person is mortified, and yet they have signed it. We made a mistake. Mm. They have also, uh, as it were, um, assented to it and by, then it's, by, it's become by omission yeah, or inadvertence. Yeah. So those ones we clear. But okay. the focus ought to be on the fact that mm-hmm. the, the, the reduction, the reasons a lot of people don't get their cards. Are multiple reasons. One of them is that during the mass registration mm-hmm. period, we mm-hmm. had over 200 centers in each district. Mm-hmm. Today, we have only one district office uh, in the entire district, mm-hmm. serving the remainder of the population. Who and I, I, now if you look at the fact that we have done about 17 million almost, mm. it, and the current figure is about 19, it means that there are some 2 million people Mm. who have to go to our district and regional offices in order to get their cards. Now, that rough, approximately 2 million people, they are spread all over the country. We have established 276 operational district offices. Mm. Every constituency has an office. And 16, one district, one office. One district, one office. And 16 regional, regional office. offices. Okay. Simultaneously, since the 3rd of November, so you have two options per district. You can go to the region or the district. Exactly. Okay. But it does not compare mm. with the 200 places where doing uh, So queues are to be expected. Exactly. Queues are to be expected. So that's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, at the registration center during mass registration, mm-hmm. you had approximately 16 to 18 people per center. Okay. To officials. Officials. Mm-hmm. Managing that whole process. Mm. Today, you have four people oh. per office. Why? Based on the technical and financial clearance given to NIA to recruit and staff our office. So you wow. we supplement that with national service personnel, okay. but they are temporary. They get experience, they move on, oh, all of that. Office. And then with contract staff. Ooh. But but uh, Bernard, this is what is interesting. You know, in early this year, 
we established additional registration points at the various stadia, various stadia, whole Sunyane, you know, about seven. Cape, yes, Elwak, Elwak, Elwak is Cape Coast, Cape Coast. Tamale. When we did, oh. thank you. Mm. When we did, people were patronizing these places, mm-hmm. and they were stampeding the NIA offices, I mean head office, and they were going to our regional and district offices. Until the Honorable Minister for Communication and Digitalization, Honorable Sleusuakofu, announced the extension of the SIM card from registration March. deadline from March to 31st. Sudden drop psh, the next day. Nobody. We had to dismantle the canopies. We had to let go the staff because they were idle. You go to the sports stadium and four people have been registered the whole day. It was. <laughs> Are you serious? Four. And, 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 and people sleeping, it's embarrassed. It was embarrassing. <laughs> when we closed the offices, mm. no noise. Then as soon as the deadline started approaching, come towards the end of June, mid-June, we have an avalanche of people coming to our offices. It is typical. But, Doc, Prof, this is so fine. We could say people are last-minute people. But obviously, another government agency... Is making your work difficult, obviously, because basically they stampede the office because 31st March is approaching. The announcement that has been extended makes people feel it's not such a big problem. Yes, we can say Ghanaians should have just organized themselves and come 10 a day. But it's very clear that these are external agency deadlines putting a certain level of pressure on your system. So you can be frustrated with the people, but can't you also have a conversation with people like NCA? And the other telcos and say, guys, spread this thing over two years. We are not going anywhere. We've built permanent offices in each district. Why haven't you? Or okay, let me not say why haven't you. Have you tried to do that too? Um, there's been continuous interagency cooperation and conversations to ensure that the process is smooth. We have to be responsible and responsive to the interests and demands of the public. We have done all the necessary engagements, but each agency has a statutory mandate to perform. For NIA, ours is to do mass registration. We've done it. Ours is to establish permanent regional and district offices to provide opportunities for continuous registration. We've done that, and they are working since the 3rd of November. Mm. Ours is to conduct Mass, re- I mean, uh, uh, registration of Ghanaians in the diaspora. We're pr- planning for that. And Ghanaians under the age of 15, in order that they can all access the services and get the benefits of the Ghana card. We're doing that. Other agencies, such as SNIT, NHIA, GRA, have plugged into the NIA um, system seamlessly, noiselessly, and smoothly. We have to remember that. You didn't have to struggle in any way, to get the SIM card, mm. I'm mean, sorry, the, the uh, SNET or NHIA or any of those. Mm. Opportunities exist for other institutions to be onboarded in a manner that is a little different. But there are other institutions that are also, given the peculiarities of their mandate, the nature of the, 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 compulsion, the impelling need that they have, for example, NCA, to register SIM card uh, SIM cards within a certain period in order to control the kind of crimes and issues that they are facing with, that they set their deadlines cognizant of NIA's registration statistics and NIA's delivery capacity. In our case, 
we cannot be expected and we're not designed to register all Ghanaians by a certain deadline. It is like having a, a, a maternity ward. You go there as and when. Now, the mass registration was to take off a critical chunk. We've done so. The remainder can be done gradually mm. through the offices. And that's what our scheme permits. Otherwise, it would be like expecting a maiden to have a baby every three months. But that's as the NCA what know what you are saying, because what you said is essentially that SNIF did this, there was no Wahala. NHI did this, there was no Wahala. Why is it that when it comes to NCA and SIM cards, all of a sudden, it's becoming so problematic. Clearly, that's not best practice. And Prisnit did this prior to. NHI has done this before. So it's not as if the telcos and the NCA are the first. So which is which one I'm, com- I'm pushing back to you. You are a lawyer who expresses your mind. Why won't you write a letter to the NCA boss and say, dude, what you are doing is affecting... John, sir, why, have you... Sp- what's his name? The Anochi. Have you written to him and said, Mr. Anochi, the headlines are... Are giving us a, because we are not designed to work with deadlines. You, that's a very profound thing you said. Does the NCA know this? Yeah, the NCA knows that, and I have engaged with. Them. Have you protested? <laughs> Slow down. You've asked a lot of questions. Yes. Uh, let me answer them. I told you earlier that there is there's been continuous interagency cooperations and conversations about mm. these matters, and mm. so this is not a novel field. Um, you will recall that I think it, it was in February or so, a letter that I had written to um, the national. I mean, the Ghana Chamber of Telecoms was mm-hmm. linked to the press. Mm-hmm. Um, a letter that was in response to technical questions that the telcos had asked NIA, technical questions that I had honest in, had answered in good faith, was leaked and made to look as if it was some communique that I had unilaterally issued um, seeking to undermine. That, that, of course, wasn't it. So I'm just trying to say that not only with the NCA have we engaged, but also with the companies that they regulate appropriately, openly, honestly. But as I indicated mm. earlier, the imperatives on the NCA are somewhat different. What is impelling them is completely different from what impels NIA. And within the scope of their mandate and their statutory framework and, I mean, their, their legal framework, they've elected to take certain measures in order to advance their mandate, cognizant or aware mm. of the constraints within which NIA has to operate. All that I seek is for the public not to is for the world not to get there or get or sustain the impression that somehow NIA has failed. NIA has succeeded excellently. It has performed brilliantly by any objective measure. And you would recall that the Ghana Integrity Initiative gave the NIA the 2021 Integrity Award for the most efficient public sector organization. That was just in well, we, 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 just point, we just pointed out today that you are not on the corruption list, so we, we know that. But I, I'm still coming <laughs> no, back but, to... But the integrity uh, thing is not just about corruption, but it's also about... Yes, but, but based on the numbers you've given us, I see three groups of people who would probably want to come to your office. The two million who uh, probably have become eligible over the, the, the time the census results came out, who genuinely have to get their cards... The 800,000 who have had their cards printed but have not um, received them. And then the 400,000 who may be at various stages of adjudication. So if I put the numbers together, that's at 1.2 million plus another 2 million. So that's another 3.2 million. So if you, if we look at 3.2 million people who may be coming to you for different reasons and you say you are in one 
the, every you, are, you have one permanent office per district. So that's 270. How many districts do we have? We, we have 276 operational districts. That means every constituency. 276. Yes. And then, and then plus 16. 16. Then so, the head office. So you have 282 and then, places people can come to. Yes. And then we have also established a premium center at Calbank, right? Okay. Near okay. You. Okay. And we are in the process of expanding or opening offices across the country in Calbank offices. At, at minimum at the regional offices mm. and also MTN we are in the final stages of concluding um, um, agreement possibly to begin operating in some of their offices across the country from next week or Fair enough. Within about because I was using the numbers if you have 3.2 million people spread across the country with probably about 300 offices to go to that that, that ratio with four staff per office it's still very challenging. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, I was, I was uh, even anxious to share with you mm. the reasons why we have these challenges. I mean, the, the, the why people haven't gotten their cards and all of that. And I mentioned just the disparity between what obtained during mass registration and what exists um, as at yeah. But before you answer, I was just trying to get a sense of what is the size of the district office. Is it a permanent office or a kiosk? No, it's... Is it's, it a proper building? A, okay. <laughs> then it's um yeah first of all they are permanent offices okay. as by law required. Uh-huh. Number two, they are housed in different structures across the country as made available to NIA by the municipal, metropolitan, and district assemblies. Okay. Now, in a few cases, mm-hmm. the buildings are not that. Not that in, in a lot of cases, the buildings are not that. Um, good enough. Uh, some of them are incommodious, um, very limited space. Some of them you have furniture, but you cannot put them in because they were not designed for NI purposes. Some of them insecure. Over a dozen of our offices have been broken into and laptops stolen and all of that. Even yesterday, two, uh, last week, Kukum, and then yesterday, um, got a report another four laptops stolen from uh, an office that had been broken into. So we have challenges with, and then we're working with the, we've had engagements with the Inspector General of Police, enlisting their support in securing up uh, our facilities. But 207, I mean, 292 officers, that's not a small number, mm. and, and um, exploring private security and all the other options. And sometimes, too, they go through our cognitive institutions, our sister um, uh, institutions, let's say, just as an example, let's say a Beth and Death Registry Office, yeah. which adjoins NIA. Then they may yeah. go through that. Um, they may not find anything attractive okay. to steal but, but based on this, my question actually was that, Will there be, or my intended question, is there not the need to do another mass registration? Because we have at least 2 million. I say this because if you look at your sister agency, the EC, when elections are coming, sometimes based on the population, natural population growth rate, they do organize these registrations to bring in the new people. If we have about 2 million people who we know are eligible for the cards, can you not make a case to say, let's do another mass registration? Yes, we did our first one. We populated the system. <laughs> but some of our offices are not secure. The distribution of the things is one way. So let's get the resources to do another mass registration to clear this two million. Is it something you contemplate? Bernard, we were, in, we were before Parliament in February mm-hmm. and we were before Parliament last week. Mm-hmm. And on both occasions, the request came, particularly from the minority side mm-hmm. in Parliament, that we do mass registration. 
Now, a, a second mass registration. Yeah, yeah. NIA is a creature of statute. Mm-hmm. We obey the law. Mm-hmm. We have obeyed our law. Our mm. law said, do mass registration. We've done it. Now, mm. moving forward, if parliament, in its wisdom, in its wisdom, directs otherwise, why not? Just to bear in mind that during mass registration, you had a monthly budget of some 20 million on average, a monthly budget of 20 million Ghana cities to do mass registration. It's not cheap. The arrangements that are in place, but for the current pressure, would have been sufficient to let us go on with our work, Mm -hmm. let people um, get their cars in relative comfort. And mind Mm -hmm. you, we are also going to, in addition, extend the extend the premium registration center at the NIA office. We're going to be creating them all across the country, um, um, I mean, in the regional offices to where it is possible. We're going to expand that um, and do that. So mass registration, if we are enabled by statute and by resources, we have the capacity. So you are not against necessarily doing it. No, 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 no. no. It's just that we have a legal... Exactly. We are are a creature of statute. The law says do mass registration within a year. We have okay. done that. Okay. It doesn't authorize us to do a second mass, mass registration. registration. But if Parliament in its wisdom amends the law okay. and the okay. resources are made available, we worked with over seventy six thousand people, mm-hmm. most of whom are still unemployed and are available and interested and will be willing to come on board to do a second bar. But but um Bernard we didn't just do mass registration. We did mop-up mass registration mm. after the main event. Mm. Remember, mm. we went around, as soon as COVID abated, we went around and did expedited card issuance mm. project exercise mm. so that people would get their cards. There were many instances people would say to me, pay me money before I go and get my card. Where our officers were sitting there with the cards under trees mm. and in the schoolyards, wherever, in their church auditorium. And people, some people refused to go for their cards mm. on, and on, 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 for all kinds of reasons. Mm. So the mass registration itself does not necessarily guarantee the issue of that the, the issuing will be yeah. what it is. But let, let me tell you, the reason why we had issues with um, a lot, some cards not being issued. It's multiple, but I think it's important to. The eight hundred and eight thousand. Yes, which does that? Said, those have been printed, but not, not been issued. issued. You see, now the, 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 there is, of course, the inability of some applicants to travel from their communities to their offices. I was in, in Grovel, Kwame Nkrumah's hometown, and I was told about communities farther away from there, thirty kilometers away, that are very populous. And um, they would rather we come there. My f- friend and classmate, um, Honorable uh, uh, Roxon Nelson Dafiamoko, tells me that in his constituency, where our office is located, it's not the most um, advantageous. South Dai. South Dai, yeah, for some of the people in the, in, in the district. And, and, and there's some kind of leapfrogging, moving from one place to another to go and issue the card would be advantageous. That's an operational reality we are aware of. We considered we did it during the mass registration, you know, leapfrogging from one place to another. So the technique and template exists. But the facility... It costs money, it requires resources, security, transportation, all of that. And not all of our offices are yet 
equipped with vehicles and all of that. And mm. where are you going to have to take these equipment and personnel in uh, Haboboya or taxi? It's, and not, it's not safe. Quite a lot of risks, operational So it's better to keep the card where it is until so, there's a proper way of conveying the card if you have to at all. So we are exploring within mm. the case of um, the Honorable MP and all those who are able to and, and willing to support. I get we it. are exploring how we can tailor specific solutions for specific for districts for, for, with exactly, challenges. Exactly. Then there is also, so I've talked about a reduction of, uh, in the number of staff uh-huh. in, in our offices uh-huh. and then the lack of funds to embark on this outreach that we're talking about. There's also the matter I alluded to earlier, which is the motivation of even the, some applicants mm. to go and get their cards. And then um, we also have the reality that during the mass registration, some of our officers made mistakes. They stand on here at Adabraka. They print your card and it is printed in Zwarungu. It does not make sense. It is somebody's inattentiveness. Somebody's chewing gum, listening to gospel music or whatever it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter that they are inattentive and they use a wrong center code. And, uh, I mean, one of the most wow. embarrassing was the mother of um, another minister, uh, Asen Subwache. His mother's card. Pantama printed in Saboba, you know, and then it took a while. The good news is that, and is that somebody's recklessness or carelessness. So some of it was due to us. One digit in the center code, and your card will move from a cropon kriapim to a santi, uh, a cropon or a santi mampon. That sort of thing. But we have claimed all those cards. We know where every card is, by and large. I mean, so if you go to our offices and you administer your fingerprint on a machine, on the device, we'll be able to tell, even though you registered in Adabraka, mm. if your card is in Elembele, we will be able to retrieve that card, bring it here, and issue it to you. But the problem has been that somebody would have registered during Christmas, when they were in their hometown. Mm-hmm. Then there was network mm. connectivity challenge, which was the biggest factor in cards not printing instantly. The person will not go back or goes back, but the card was not ready the next day and then returns to Accra. Then instead of telling us that I registered in Elembele <laughs> or, or, or Bimbela or Drasso, the person rather goes to a police station reports that his or her card has been issued and missing. Gets a police extract, goes to NIA and obtains oh. a new card, depleting the stock of cards. You might have heard that there is shortage of cards at some mm. registration centers. It was a big factor until I directed that mm. every applicant must put their finger on the machine. So that we'll check if your card is still there. Exactly. And Bernard, lo and behold, a lot of people, uh, I didn't get the, the exact figures, but a lot of people, they have the card has not even been issued to them. The card is physically lying at an NIA office, but they have gone and misrepresented to the police, state official. Maybe they don't know where, and, they, but they haven't. Okay, they haven't received no, the card at they all. They have not. Then I don't make excuses. So they haven't received the card, yes. but they go and say their card is lost. It's lost that they, it has been issued to them and it is lost or damaged, but lost generally. Then they get an extract. My card is lost. But when you put their name or their fingerprint fingerprint, on the thing, the card pops up and it has not been issued. issued. It is lying there. Now, if we are honest with ourselves, we Mm. can bring all those cards 
to the places where the people are. Uh-huh. Except that if it is you who did not make yourself available, then you must pay for it. It has to be at your but cost. At your cost. And how much does it cost to transport the car? Or you can go where the car is, now Thank that you, you know where it is. Thank you. But we are willing... Wow. To bring the car from wherever it is uh-huh. to, you know, we have a, we've designed a system that wow. is working. If a dead person's finger is administered on a machine, mm. we'll be able to tell okay. your nest of kin. It's 834. Let me say so, uh, uh, good morning. Uh, of course, to those of you watching on TV, this is not Kukui. This is not uh, Kuku David. This is Bernard and Godfrey and Nathan. We've been talking to uh, Professor Ativ, and I think Godfrey, he summarized a few things. We have a few headlines. 16.9 million registered. 16.5 million printed, 15.7 million issued. Yeah. These are changing rapidly. So about 800,000 cards printed but not yet issued. He was just giving the breakdown of the possible courses. Yes. In some cases, you have a region where logistically it's just difficult to come for the card. He's also admitted that some of his people may have made mistakes. They will send your card to a different place. But they found where those cards are. And some people, in trying to beat that system, go to police and say their card is missing and that type of thing. He also admits that because there are, there are people maybe fewer, there are four, so sometimes there's... And they don't have the vehicle, so even if they know that there are 200 people in a place, they may not be able to send the car to you. Then on the difference between those who have had their registration done but card not printed yet, there are many issues, Some most of which are legal. So there are issues around double registration, adjudication matters, these elaborate processes. So at least it helps us to know that almost all the comments you send... You, you should be able to know where your question is. Yeah. Whether you've been registered and not had it printed yet, whether it's been printed and not issued yet, you can situate yourself. Whether you've also gone to report that your card is missing and it's not, you would know. We've also tried to make the case for possibly another mass registration because the numbers he gives us, at least 2 million people are eligible but don't have the cards. Yeah. And then he has also explained the nuances of how other agencies and their deadlines put pressure, pressure on, on the system. And again, we saw the leak letter. Yeah. We even saw the whole complaint around how the same registration was being done and whether it wasn't better for these guys to have the data than for a third party to have the data. I don't know whether that matter has been resolved because a lot of people were concerned about where their data was being stored. And it will surprise you that a lot of people, look, you're doing surprise, a lot of people prefer their data with you than with a company which is private. I don't know whether you resolved that matter in the leak letter. Was that, not, was, was that was that was that resolved? It's not an issue for NIA to resolve. So your position and, hasn't changed. And, and, no, no, nothing has changed. NIA, I keep saying, it is a creature of statute. Uh-huh. Our mandate is clear. Uh-huh. We are to establish for Ghana mm. a national identification system, mm-hmm. which includes your biometric, which is a, an electronic biometric register. Mm-hmm. We are the custodians of it. Mm-hmm. We are to, by law, make the data in our custody available to other persons and institutions, mm-hmm. right? Authorized by law to have them. The law calls them user agencies. Mm-hmm. So um, the institutions such as NCA, the telcos, mm-hmm. they are a user agency. And we are entitled to give them data, just as we've given data to SNIT and NHI and GRA. And we are doing at the moment with uh, Lands Commission, with Immigration, with Vefs and Devs, with Passport Office and, you know, Controller Accountant and a whole lot of them, uh, Student Loan Trust. We, we are at different stages of engagement with some of these institutions mm-hmm. in order to make these facilities um, available to them. And so, yes, that will continue the data harmonization and integration. But we always have to be purposeful 
we always have to act legally and we always have to act with diligence. These and, and responsiveness, these are the impelling factors on our work and, 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 and the good corporate governance principles. So mm. the inner institution that requires data from NIA only needs to request. Mm-hmm. And then we go through the appropriate legal and technical processes and make them available. Let me, but let others have different considerations yeah. based on their realities and mm. their mandate, mm. which may not always make it possible mm. for them to come to us in the way that other institutions... We will we'll come to the issue of usage by other institutions, but I have a quick question from an MP before I bring Godfrey in. So, dear Bernard, this is from uh, Kwame Agboja. He's MP for Adaklu. Yes. Oh, yes. He says, Dear Bernard, population of Adaklu based on 2021 census is 38,649. Population of those 15 and above, 24,791 qualified to get Ghana card. NIA cards registered as of last week was 2,534. Breakdown, 1,844 1, cards printed, 690 cards to be printed. How are those in Adaklu expected to do their SIM registration? How are they expected to access their bank accounts? And how will they get onto the new register? And then he also goes on to say, there are many places in Adaklu where you cannot generate a digital address because of lack of telephone connectivity. You need a digital address to register for Ghana Card. In the country, is the country ready to apply Ghana Card to all these things? In conditions like this, this is a concerned um, member of parliament. Yes, uh, I agree to the honorable minister well. Uh, honorable, MP. The honorable MP well. Is that um, yet? Yes, yes, yes. That's why <laughs> I respect him very much. Um, yeah. And um, honorable, good morning. Mm. I think the there are multiple questions. Yeah. Um, again, I keep going back to our fallback position, which is the only correct position. We are a creature of statute. Mm-hmm. We are doing what we are prescribed by law to do. We are doing it in the constraints that he, as a member of parliament, appreciates. When we did the mass registration, Mm. we were in Adakulu. Mm -hmm. We did not restrain or prevent anyone. We did not do it differently in Adakulu than we did in any other places. Same procedures, same personnel, people who were from the local communities were the ones we recruited to do the registration, fill in the forms. They speak the language. The district registration officer was from there access, facilities, opportunities, everything was equally made available to them as was made available to someone in Asante Bekwai or in, 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 in Zualungu. So we, that's number one. Number two, we have a situation where the number, of, I mean, the digital address that he mentions, it is a challenge across the country. It is the same net, network challenge, uh, connectivity challenge that prevented us from issuing cards Instantly, in most um, instances, because you just couldn't print. But look at the data. If you if you compare that with the situation that pre-existed, twenty up to twenty seventeen, we had a situation where just about what four million enrollments had been done, less than um, um, nine hundred thousand cards had been issued between eight two thousand and eight. In 2017, today you have a radically different scenario of the figures that I gave to you. So we've made progress. We will continue to build on that progress. But in his community, there is no disadvantage. It isn't that there is um, some kind of... Um, yeah, but look, Prof, uh, if, wait, wait, so wait, just wait. hold on. If you have 2,534 cards, mm-hmm. 
out of a qualifying population of no. 24,000. No, no. That is per day, he said. No. He just, he, he, he didn't say per day. Okay, so what is So it? he's saying that the population of those who are eligible are 24,000 and those who have registered are 2,500. Well, that so that's be, 10%. That, that would be a colossal that's, that's shift. Hold, hold on, hold on. Mm. I don't know where his data is coming from. And I, I'm sitting here, I'm not seeing You would be surprised data. if this is true? I, I would be, but, or maybe not, I don't know. Mm. But I can easily, it is, it is an empirical can verify question. This, yeah. Excuse me, sir. It's an empirical question. Mm-hmm. With a click of a button, we can get that data. Mm-hmm. How many people in that district are age 15 and above, mm-hmm. scientific? How many people have registered or registered during the mass registration? How many have registered post-mass registration? Mm-hmm. How many have had their cards issued? Mm-hmm. How many cards are in different states of error or adjudication? And how many are awaiting a decision? And how many cards await to be issued? That is, are printed but await to be issued. When we were in Parliament last week, the minority side requested for um, district by district and region by region breakdown. That is something we are going to provide for them. But for now, permit me not to speak to data that is not before me, but is from um, somebody who may be seized with it, d- I, I no matter how he came mm. by them. Mm. But suffice it to say that with that question in mind, we will I'll contact my operations and technical people. We'll take a look at it. We are responsive and positioned to do all that is reasonably necessary and possible to make life easier. But you see, Bernard, this whole question is emanating from the idea that NIA must somehow facilitate the acquisition of the card by all people before July 31st or before a certain deadline. And I am saying and I insist that it is grossly unfair. We were not set up to, to do, do that, that kind of work. We cannot do it. It's like asking a maiden to make a baby every three months. Not possible. It's not going to happen. God didn't design any maiden like that. We cannot do what is being expected of us. We can do what is prescribed for us and for which resources are made available from time to time. Mm. And so far, mm. that is what we've done. Just a quick question. What, what is, when you met Parliament in February, I'm sure you made this point to them. To the extent that a lot of them are concerned about these numbers, I'm, I'm sur- was there a discussion on whether these deadline issues should even be removed at all? Because Parliament would have been a well, nice... The deadline would not be a question to us. No, you don't get me. You're saying that you, you have not been set up to work with that type of schedule. Yes. A lot of MPs from the minority that are complaining about some of these problems. Yes. Partly occasioned by these deadlines. So obviously that might have come up in the discussion. Yes, it did. And I'm saying simply that mm-hmm. those deadline issues are not properly addressed to you. IA. No, I'm, I'm talking about whether the, N, the, the MPs were minded to pursue the agency that yes. set up those deadlines. That because Parliament be can invite anybody. But that would be better answered yes. by the MPs. Yes, this is actually yes. a question to the MPs. Exactly. So Mr. Exactly. Abuja, I don't know what you think. But I just want to general question around this. Based on Mr. Abuja's case study, is it reasonable to say that then in rural communities where connectivity is poorer would probably have a lower coverage than urban communities no no, no. You, you wouldn't accept not that at all not at all the rural coverage was much better i mean it was much better in some rural areas than it was in lankwantana madina when we did our pilot we deliberately chose lankwantana madina uh, bernard we don't just set up registration centers we go and do a survey in the field with equipment and test so if it is here in adabraka 
we will come to the last EC registration centers, the electoral commission, the places they used. Mm-hmm. We will test all those, because that's what the law says we should use. We will test all those places within this area and find the one of the best conductivity opportunity for us. And then we mount our registration center there. So we may name it a CTFM registration center, even though it may be 300 meters away, but that's because the name EC used. In those circumstances, what happens then is um, we, we, I'm sorry, I got a bit distracted. Yeah. We, we, we set up the center there mm-hmm. and we found that Lanquantanan Medina was one of the most problematic. That is why we chose to begin our piloting Which is in an that urban, community. Is an urban it's community. an urban area. But if you go to my village when I'm in my farm in Jasso, there no, is... No, but I'm asking, this, I'm asking this because of the, the identified problem of connectivity. So, so I'm saying that the connectivity is a nationwide problem. If we were doing this Ghana card in any of the metropolises of the world, the bigger, you know, London, New York, and all, there would be nothing like, I did not get my card because it would be instant issuance. Now, those places where there was instant, I mean, connectivity was strong, we printed. The Volta region, incidentally, incidentally, I've said this a couple of times, was the easiest region to register, quite apart from the topography. Queues were Better managed, people were better behaved, environments were better, all of that. And connectivity was strongest in the Volta region, most places, surprisingly. But wherever in the country we didn't have network connectivity, Bernard, we set up print farms nearby. So in the night, the staff will work throughout the night, print the cards. In the mornings, the district officer will go around, pick them up, and take them to the distribution, I mean, the registration centers, so people will go for them. The problem was that when somebody goes once or twice and it is not ready, fatigue sets in, understandably. Some don't even go a second time. But the fact of the matter is that the cards were subsequently printed, boxed, batched, and sent to the centers Mm. to be distributed. After the mass registration, they were brought back to the regional and uh, the, 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 the regional holding offices. Now they've been sent to the district offices. It is some inconvenience. But if we have to go through a little fatigue in order to get the Ghana card, in mm. order to do what it is that we must do, then so be Let it. Let me just an, another a, a follow-up question in that sense. Mm-hmm. So if the EC says that the Ghana card possibly and the passport will be the only two forms of identification that they would use for their registration for the uh, voter card. Let me correct you before you continue, sir. Mm. It is not if the EC says that. That's what the Supreme Court ordered in yeah. 2020, remember? Okay, so actually I'm going to say that. So, you know, we're, we're dealing with the issue of deadlines. So the, e, the, the EC would also have a timetable. So my, my question has more to do with our electoral, our election timetable also has some inbuilt deadlines. Yes. So how can we prevent the type of siege challenge of this 31st July kind of thing if the EC also rolls out its timetable? Because that also places a certain level of artificial deadline for you because you are set up to do rolling. So I haven't seen their program, but this is a, pos- a possibility. They also announced their registration. So maybe they will say we're starting January 2023, for which reason people will feel less rush. Have you anticipated that? How are you going to prevent the same okay, type so, of... So, um, yeah. <laughs> despite my, my, my intent to 
treat this matter differently. You keep going back no, to... No, just answer my question. Forget. I'm, no, basically, I'm just saying... I'm just saying... I'm, just Bernard, saying, Bernard, I'm saying simply you, that... You're over-technicalizing no, the no, issue. No, no. I'm not... Techni- I'm just saying that. You are asking me... Yes. ...to comment on somebody else's potential yes. deadline. And I have answered it. You see, my answer is that... Uh-huh. Let me repeat. I would imagine mm. that the Electoral Commission mm-hmm. would be mindful of the reality of NIA mm-hmm. and would establish an arrangement, a continuous registration arrangement, not a deadline kind of arrangement. I am also confident that given that 17 million almost Ghanaians out of the voter population, the voter cohort, which may be about 19, 20 million, now that over 17 already have it, Mm -hmm. that given the offices that we have opened, mm-hmm. given the institutional arrangements I have discussed, mm-hmm. given the expansions that we are going to do with um, um, the, the banks and the, mm-hmm. and the telcos and all of those things, there will be more and more opportunities for a lot of people to register before, as it were, um, the, the EC deadline kicks in. So, I think EC will be sensitive to the reality of, uh, the realities that impinge on the work of, of NIA. So be, that's be, not because you know the though. background to the question I asked, because the uh, opposition leader recently ac- uh, accused the EC of being pliant and then used the fact that the Ghana card, which we know is the legal material to use, to sort of question, and then he went on to say that people should then make sure they acquire the Ghana card. Yes. So the the concern is, is, is something that is already in the public domain, exactly. which you know. Yes, yes, and, and, and to support your point, this law that requires the Ghana card mm-hmm. to be used for voter registration has been the law since 2012. Bernard, yeah. since 2012, yeah. there are these uh, mandatory uses of the Ghana card. Mm-hmm. You know, things you cannot do if you don't possess the Ghana card. And they include registration mm-hmm. as, uh, as a voter. And, and, and that, that's a part yeah. of the reality. So, so yeah, go for it. Yeah, I have two questions, bro. Yes. yes. So my first one has to do with the premium centers that you set up. I just want an update whether they are still in existence and whether, um, because at a point we did realize that premium centers were running like normal centers. When at the peak. Pressurizing the space. Yes. yes. So you basically couldn't get premium centers. So I'm just asking. So if the are they back at premium? So, so um, yes. The question people are asking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have not abolished our premium centers. Our premium centers operate on an appointment system. Mm. You make an appointment, you are given a designated time, you go there, when you sit before the officer, mm-hmm. you will not spend more than 30 minutes. That is our system design. That has been working since 2020, okay. since we finished mass registration. Mm. Fast forward to October 2021, Mm. People started rushing there, not making appointments, mm. and thereby destroying the appointment system. So the person goes and stays, 300 or 1,000 people show up at NIA head office, where the system has been designed to serve, let's say, 80 people a day. Then they want to be served. They stay in a queue for four hours. They complain. By the time they get to the officer, which is where our time kicks in, after they get to the officer, 
they'll be there for about 30 minutes. It may extend to so 24 hours. But, but because they, of the people who came into... And they did not have appointment. And when the person who had an appointment comes, they will be taken. They will see that person being taken. They'll complain of corruption. Mm. So the system still exists. Go to Calvin, just across from where you are, mm. and you see it functioning beautifully. Mm. People have commended NIA for that excellent premium service until it was debased or destroyed by the avalanche occasioned by <laughs> other factors. All right. Then my second question has to do um, again avalanche. with the uses of the Yes, the use card. of the card. Is it still, we've, we've, we've heard this, you can use it to travel, you can come into Ghana. What is, what is the situation, situation with that? Okay. In terms of so, where can it go so now? Can it go in at, where can it not go yet? Go so, yet. before I come to that, mm -hmm. because you say uses, let me talk what the law says are the uses. Everything law, law. Why put the lawyer in charge of something? You don't just have a lawyer. No, I you know. have a professor of no, governance and no, leadership. No, I, I, <laughs> you have corporate governance no. at work. You see, the things you are talking about, hey. I can simply tell you, those who are coming, Ghanaians who are coming from outside, mm -hmm. Ghanaians who are holding the Ghana card, mm -hmm. they don't need a passport, a paper passport to enter Ghana. That's a short answer to your question. Okay. Ghanaians traveling to La Côte d'Ivoire or um, within Eco the West African sub-region, sub mm -hmm. you don't have to have a paper passport. Mm -hmm. it, the Ghana card is not a replacement for passport. Mm -hmm. It is additional. Mm -hmm. It is an additional opportunity mm -hmm. for the convenience. You can easily travel within West Africa with it. You cannot hold the Ghana card and arrive in Azerbaijan or, 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 or Germany. You, there must be bilateral agreements between Ghana and those countries for the Ghana card to be acceptable as such. Mm -hmm. But there is no question about its functionality and ICAO recognition as an international travel document. That is not an issue. Mm. Those are red herrings people but are raising. But in terms but of those agreements, it's the foreign ministry that does those. Exactly. That, thank you. That is a different committee altogether that belongs to a different entity, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration. But when you mention uses, mm -hmm. I wanted to use that opportunity of mm. the use to talk about the mandatory uses. What is live right now is that by law since 2012, mm -hmm. you cannot apply for and be issued a passport without Ghana card, a driver's license, a personal bank account. You cannot open or operate it. Insurance policy. Mm. You cannot transfer title in land, including your apartment. You cannot have um, uh, any transaction that relates to pension, any transaction that relates to national health insurance scheme. You cannot have any transaction that has social security implications. You cannot have consumer credit transaction. You cannot register to vote. You cannot pay your taxes, no matter how ardent you are. You cannot register your SIM card. And you cannot have access to any facility, any public or government facilities, services, approvals, or permissions, or benefits mm. without the Ghana card. So that can run into your... <laughs> free SHS or, 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 or you know, a LEAP or anything that is a benefit from Ghana or any other service facility that is customary available to the public or as may be published 
in mm. the Gazette by the governing board of NIA. This has been the law since 2012. Not 2021, not 2019. Yeah, but we didn't make the arrangement to register so, the people until so, somewhere in 2017. So exactly, the law so was there, but we it, did not die it, because you were not ready. So exactly. not so now, no. The point, the point of emphasizing the law mm-hmm. is to is to cure the, any mischief, any mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. that somehow mm-hmm. somebody is trying to stampede, trying to bring in a new arrangement. It is there. Mm-hmm. The law is now being enforced because a critical mass of Ghanaians have been captured. What about that, Ghanaians that who live abroad? Well. So Akusia says, Bernard, what about people in the diaspora who have local bank accounts and are not here to register the Ghana card? My mom still thinks she will lose her bank account. Her mom will not lose her bank account. Mm-hmm. The state is too sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. The bank accounts and SIM cards, I mean bank accounts, let me speak to that, mm-hmm. would be secure. Mm-hmm. Those who are outside, they have other forms of documentation. Whenever they come to Ghana, mm-hmm. they can activate their accounts. Uh, the, the account will be running active so that they cannot be accessing it and all of that. But if it is interested to be lodged in it and all of that, we, are, we have plans to begin the registration of Ghanaians in the diaspora in September of 2020, subject to availability of funds. But the operational plans we're working with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration, as we are by law required to do, we're doing that mm. so that we can go into uh, all of these communities and, and, and register Ghanaians so they can have it. Mm. Um, so that is let me read, let me read under age 15. a lot, a few comments because of time, yes, and please. then we will sort of see if you can touch on some of them. Sure. Some of which, if we have answers already, we'll just move on. Uh, my employee, University of Ghana, called me a number of times telling me my SNIC contribution will not go through if I didn't provide my Ghana card. I've gone to the NIA headquarters 21 times this year. NIA keeps telling me, quote, we can't help you now because we have not started addressing the double registration errors. So you mentioned that point. So is what he's saying correct? I'm surprised. He says they are telling him that we can't help you now because we have not started addressing double registration errors. I'm surprised. Um, just take the... We'll take his particulars for you. Particulars this shouldn't be will the explore case. Maybe communication, but I will explore that. Mm. Uh, NI office in Accra will tell you they are short of materials to print the card. So why do we keep telling people to get their Ghana cards? This came in yesterday. Um, Bernard, I applied for the card in 2020. I think I have alluded to some of the reasons for the shortage. Mm-hmm. The, the, but with the materials, that's uh, overbroad. The, I don't know what he has when I say you say technical, but if it is about shortage of cards, there are t- the, the Registrar General called me the other day. There was shortage of cards at the Registrar General's department. I called Kendall Gansam, my head of operations. Within 30 minutes or the same day, cards were sent. And, 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 you know, so it may be that there, there are gaps, but these are not gaps as to affect like 19 times and all that. That's sort of strange. Thing. Okay. So I can, we can address do, okay. that. But yes. then about, this is from Wise in Chebi. About this Ghana card, you should apply for the card in 2020 ahead of the election. And I've been following up since. I've been to the Chebi office on countless occasions only for the person there to keep tossing me and asking that I come in so we do it again. I went with my previous form which had all my data from them to tell me what I should do. They said I should do a new bed set and go to Accra for the registration. In fact, I have not been myself since. 
Funny thing is, the one who's supposed to do the bed set is asking me for 200 CDs. CDs. Okay, long story. All, all so I'm just trying to understand his challenge. Um, is Do you understand what his goal is going yes, on here? Yes, yes. And, 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 and um, I would like to also talk to this person. First of all, um, they don't have to, you cannot do another registration. You will not get the card if you do another registration. That's how the system is designed. Uh, that was but, the point but, you made earlier. Yes, but there are, but there are instances very rare instances where somebody has correctly gone through the system. Mm-hmm. Then come the time of printing, the person's data cannot be found. Very strange, but it has happened. And we have a few of those cases. So in that case, there is authorization for the process to, to be, be done taken. again. Okay. So it is. So um, it may be wise false in this category. Exactly. Otherwise, so whoever is telling like this. To talk to that okay, this one is just final. But the birth certificate business is not they, in your area. They, they sh- no, they shouldn't do that. If they. Whatever or documents they presented originally should be the same. It should be the same. same. If they were vouched for, they should just come yeah. and sort it out. Fantastic. But going to do a second death certificate okay. is another matter. Uh, good and better than team. We went to NI office in Ashaman to do our card. I was told I should book an appointment for third October before I can do my card. This is Richard from Ashaman, Jericho. Okay, so that is a worry because it it means that the officer there has determined that there is no card or there is a shortage of card and it's projecting that October is when I don't know what basis uh, the person would have for doing that. But again um, I will um, get my operations people to mm. look at. Is it Ashaman you said? Ashaman, Jericho. Hello Bernard, assist me. Why the issue of invalid Ghana card? <clears throat> I went to my bank to link my card to my account and I was told my card was invalid. I went to the NI office and I was told to do another one and pay 30 CDs. What is an invalid card? Is it possible? So, so um, the some of the telcos mm-hmm. were telling, of, and the banks were mm-hmm. telling some people that mm-hmm. their cards were not valid. Mm-hmm. There were technical issues that those institutions were having. Okay. As I have admitted, there are a few instances where somebody may be holding a card, mm-hmm. and yet on the chip, for whatever reason, they not have really. stuck, sat on oh, it, it's damaged, it cannot be read. So there may be some instances okay. where the card is uh, invalid as in destroyed okay. but the frequency with which we were being told that was, was not the case was, okay. as soon as they procured they procured the verification devices and Bernard I can assure you that 25 out of the 25 universal banks in this country have all been onboarded onto the NIA verification system you see we have the identification system we have the verification when you go to the bank they must verify you it means that they must procure verification devices some of them like the one ec users and some like a mobile phone if you show up with or without your card we can verify you because now they have procured the verification devices 23 out of 25 have deployed them nationwide so they can verify you with a card without a card as long as you have a finger and even if there is no network connectivity you can be verified it's the same with the telcos we have onboarded all the telcos and uh, you know it's it's fine so the situation that prevailed five months six months ago your card is not valid and all of those things i should use my mother was bedridden so she my mother is bedridden so she doesn't have a ghana card her situation is that doctors visit her at home for medical care unfortunately without her ghana card she will not receive a pension after 31st july please what can nia do to help us in this situation we have household and institutional registration service arrangements our household registration which will speak to the needs of this particular person um 
is that you must have a minimum by law. You must have a minimum of, and I mentioned law again, by law you must have a minimum of five persons and you pay a fee of 100, um, um, 150 CDs per person and will come home and do the registration. Special um, arrangement? Yes, by just a simple request letter to the executive secretary. Okay, a few more done. comments. Bernard, I tagged you in a video where a lady in Sunyai complained about the stinking attitude of the NI officers who were on phone the whole time and didn't attend to her. Also, can't we use other government agency offices in the district and towns across the country for registration and delivery? For example, we could use Ghana Post or STC. So three questions in one. So so the the um, attitude, the conduct of the NI staff, that video has been sent to me by a hundred okay. pe- <laughs> people. Okay. Um, I've okay. seen it. Okay. Um, I have detailed my having received the report. Okay. But at training, I personally conduct training on these issues on administrative justice, on fairness toward the Ghanaian, yeah. on respect for yeah. uh, uh, members of the public. That conduct was atrocious. We are going to deal with it professionally. Mm-hmm. However, on the question of distributing cards, we don't distribute cards. Mm. It is not like a letter. The card is issued to you biometrically, mm. and it is issued by a trained, certified professional who is tacked to you forever, that it was Ken Atefa who issued this card to Bernard Avler. And it is in the record... Having confirmed that this is the Bernard. This is the Bernard. Because there's something you do before you get the card. So when you get the card, it's it's not just like a letter they send. Exactly. You have to put your hand on something again. So we've engaged with Ghana Post. (laughs) They, in fact, expressed interest, Uh but it is not possible to do it that way. What is possible, however, Mm -hmm. is co-locating with Ghana Post. Mm -hmm. They have facilities across the country. We've identified about 17 of them that we jointly identified that we can use, and we are exploring using them in order to expand the opportunities. But it also goes into the question of availability of funds. If I identify 200 other places I can use uh, with NHI, for example, they are our sister institution. Yeah. They are all on our board. There are facilities we can use, but we must pay people to do, the to work. do that work. The equipment is there, but mm. we must pay people and the payment of people is about resource allocation, mm. which comes... So that the MPs must listen from w- and outside. decide what, what they want to do. Exactly. A few final questions. Um, good morning, Bernard. I registered in 2019 at the Trade Fair, sent trade fair in 2019. As of last week, the La Municipal Office doesn't know where my card is. What is the explanation? Now a bank is holding my funds. So I'm surprised and, and sorry for this gentleman, but yeah. as I, ca- I say... If he goes to the office and administers his finger, mm-hmm. we, can, we have claimed the cards. That is, we have identified where each card is supposed to be. So we can locate his card. Sometimes people have gone to the wrong district. Somebody may be living at Kanda, but doesn't know the, the name of the district in which. And so they may show up somewhere nearby. And then they get frustrated. I am not saying that is the case with this person. I, 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 mm. I sympathize. But we need to know our communities well, go to the right places. Mm. But again, I like to um, follow, up on this. follow up on this particular Ghani, you have all this. There's one I knew you'd be interested in, based on the introduction. Bernard, I'm reliably informed that there are some agents who can quicken the Ghana card at a fee, especially people who are from the diaspora. I don't know if this is correct. But it's, 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 it's quicken. Yes, so it says they can quicken the process for getting the card at a fee for those who are from the diaspora. He doesn't know if this is correct, but it smells fishy. This is inside filler from airport. 
Okay, so what I know <laughs> is that our registration center at the head office mm-hmm. is a premium registration center. Okay. And it is a favorite place mm. for Ghanaians in the diaspora who mm-hmm. visit Ghana. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I got a call and, and I saw a message. I haven't had a chance to uh, read it or I mean, respond yet. Where someone in government was telling me about some people who had come um, to for NPP uh, uh, delegates congress mm-hmm. and want to register. That's a normal thing, and obviously they would want to register through the premium registration center. It is at a fee of two hundred and fifty cities. Now, if I'm going to get involved, I'm going to get involved in ensuring that they get an arrangement. That is to say, an appointment. So that's a, f- a formal that process, a formal legal, process. not giving no, the money to chop in his no, pocket. No, that there's a formal process, and when you go there, you pay at the car bank office at the end. So it's a bank you are paying to. You are not, not paying the bribe. Staff, no. Okay, uh, Bernard. Please ask for me. Usually your passport is stamped by immigration when you enter Ghana. So with the Ghana card, will they stamp it? (laughs) The Ghana Immigration Service has a special arrangement for recognizing um, Ghana card. There is an electronic chip on it, a 148 Mm -hmm. kilobyte chip. That has a lot of capacity and they swipe it and the information is recorded that you have um, arrived in the country. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I just want to ask a question. Yes. So in reverse, if I'm leaving Ghana, you mentioned in the South region, yes. what should happen now because the Ghana card is, is now active? What should happen? Do I show up at the airport with my luggage and card and my passport or luggage and card or... Without, can you just oh, yes, for West, I'm going to Nigeria. Yeah, I'm yes. going to Nigeria. Any... any any departure point mm-hmm. with an electronic gate yeah. mm-hmm. within the West African subregion, you can use a Ghana card to travel. Okay. And mm-hmm. you get the Ghana card alone without yes, yes, the passport. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Within West Africa. I'll end on a political note. Last week, uh, Dr. Baumia said that he would prefer a Ghana card to a thousand interchanges. It led to a lot of oh, memes yeah. on social media. No, no, it's an important question. In fact, yes, yes. The, to the extent that, oh, in fact, Otokuna was at the MPP event. So he bought his bread. That's <laughs> why I said, oh dear. Yes. So uh, for me, I, I just wanted a couple of things. Uh, is, is it, are we overhyping the Ghana card or do people misunderstand his point? Do, well, do you get my point? I, I think that there is a bit of a misunderstanding. In fact, the, the, the advantages, the benefits of the Ghana card have not yet been appreciated. It is underappreciated. There are too many different conversations going on in different areas that are obfuscating the facts and confusing people. And so we we are interested in focusing on what is most important right now. You cannot begin to imagine the exponential impact of the Ghana card on our civility, level of civility even. You see, when, when this 2 million roughly has been captured, you have a situation, Ghanaians will never queue again. We will never queue for anything like going to register to vote. If the Electoral Commission's plans as um, raised by uh, the minority uh, come to fruition, you would have continuous registration just with your Ghana card. I can even envisage a situation where the EC may say one day, I'm extracting the voter register from the National Identity Register. Because when a person is 18, it's automatic. Because we are going to register people from age zero to infinity. It means football age will be a thing of the past. When you are 60, it is known. So the age bracket for, for voting, we sanitize that space. 
There will be no contestations about citizenship. There will be no contestations about age. SNET will be a cleaner place. Pension payments and all of those things would have been sanitized. Identity conflicts, identity claims. Mm. Listen, I had a letter from a lawyer wanting to know that in his lifetime, this deceased person, while he was alive, which town did he describe as his hometown? Because it has implications for a certain contest in court about Wales, where this person is Eve by father and Ashanti by mother. And both sides are claiming him. And the lawyer thinks that that will settle, that the-, will settle the matter for him. Okay. There are all kinds of mm. potential benefits, direct and collateral. Mm. But I'm talking about sanitizing the space. I'm also talking about the interconnectivities, the, the data harmonization and integration. Mm. When we clean up and we have this single source of truth, this truth anchor mm. in our system, we would have solved a lot of the problems for health insurance, for SNED, for mm. all the cognate institutions mm. that I mentioned. So the Electoral Commission alone, if they come on board in the way that I, I imagine they might... These cues and harassment is going to stop. go away. Mm. And, and voting in Ghana may be as pleasurable be easier. as voting in mm. Canada and Australia. Mm. Or Australia. Well, just, I'll, just I'll, a quick question. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, we've kept you. He has a training, but we've, yeah. we've arrested he's, him. He's training, he's training the people. <laughs> he's training the nation too. Yes, he has <laughs> a training at 8.30. <laughs> but we beg, yeah. Ghani, so, give us 10 minutes. We know the NIE's financial standing has always been precarious. Yeah. A bit. And listening to him, mm-hmm. a lot of the things they want to do require mm-hmm. money. money. Mm. Has their financial standing improved? Oh, significantly. Um, otherwise, how would we have achieved the strides we have? Let us remember the mm. financial, ch- I mean, the, the registration challenges that we are facing today. Our registration challenges occasioned by development since October 2021. Mm. Before October 2021, you didn't hear NIA complaining. We were quietly minding our own business and doing extremely well. And that's what we've done. Now, since October, because of the twin pressures, the banks and the telcos, this pressure has come. But within, within those confines, government has given us additional funding which enabled us to do the expanded registration sites that I talked about at the Stadia. But Ghanaians abandoned them as soon as there was an extension. Now that the deadline is coming, we are now having to find funds to repeat and expand the facilities that we had previously made available. So as far as government has been very ardent in the support, and I salute all the former, uh, the former presidents of Ghana, including the late President um, um, Rawlings, all of whom recognized the importance of Ghana Card, registered for them, and used the occasion of their registration to advocate for uh, the, the registration and acceptance of the Ghana card. Mm. And I also salute, of course, the leadership of the president and the vice president in this regard. But above all, the staff of NIA and the good people of this country mm. who have tired to get the card. Mm. And for those who are still struggling mm-hmm. to get the Ghana card, I, I, whatever it is that I have explained mm-hmm. has been to, exp- to, to account to the people why we are where we are. But it doesn't take away the energy, the enthusiasm, and the concern to do better so that people will get the service wow. that, that they deserve. And we are going to explore, I will take on the suggestions that have come up, mm-hmm. 
and yeah. see what else that can be done to Ellie make says, it Good morning, Bernard. I've enjoyed listening to Prof. He's a big man. <laughs> yeah, he, and he has applause. I thank him. He said he likes your English too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I thank the person. All right, thank you, Prof. We, we've kept you a, a long time. Let, look, there's a lot of questions. Um, luckily, the, we are in touch. To be honest with the listeners, we are NI is not very difficult to get, so your your PRO is quite easy to get. So, yes. I'll, I'll, Ganyu, Dr. Ganyu. Yes, so we will continue nice with him for some of the specifics. <laughs> He's very easy to get, so we need I to commend him for that. I calling him. Count, he never answered. Me. Oh dear, he doesn't know you. <laughs> it's, it's who I, you knew. I sent him a message and I said you. Gave me yeah, his contact. There's a code. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will you, you don't have the code. <laughs> 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 Alright, so thank you for that. <laughs> that was the explosion. Plus, Solima Bade, Plus, Solima Bade, Sabada Bada 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 Looking back to all the years that you and I have spent together, it seems like you've been playing me all along. All right, so uh, we, 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 we pushed some of the questions through. We, we needed to clarify a few points. And I feel, even though we didn't read all your questions, I, I think some of the explanations have dealt with the issues in terms of the number of people who have registered, the number who have um, had the cards printed, numbers issued. registered, cards printed, issued, and all of that. Then the, the 800,000 800, printed but not issued. 400,000 registered but not printed. Then 2, Two million, million eligible. I think those are the big numbers yes. from today. We'll probably summarize those numbers for you. And then the reasons for not getting your card. If the card, if you, if you registered and the card has not been printed yet, it could be because of a double registration or an adjudication that's delaying. If the card has been printed, you cannot find it. He admits that some could be their own fault, that their people made mistakes. They sent the card to the wrong place. And also in some localities, they are working with the districts to get the card. We'll take a break. When we come back, we have a couple of interviews to do. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll, we'll be right back. Stay with us on the City Breakfast Show. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Lord take us. Twenty-six minutes past nine. Very soon we'll be talking to Enterprise Computing Limited, an ISO certified Pan-African company, providing cutting-edge IT solutions to businesses across the continent. 
Before we get into that, Ghana Pay has landed. Oh yes, the all new Ghana Pay mobile service. You can send and receive money at zero transaction fee. You can pay bills by airtime and data. You can transfer money to and from your account and do so much more your way. Register for Ghana Pay by downloading the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or the App Store. Or register by dialing star 707 hash. Visit any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay, your money, your way. And if you're looking for a home that does not compromise on quality and style, Qual Realty has the perfect home for you. Book a viewing today at the Pristine Garden Homes located at Sakumano Community 14 next to the Celebrity Golf Club. Or call 0277-890-000 Or visit Quarrelty.com for more information At Quarrelty.com Oh Lord Kenya, Charlie, you are too much, too much. I I own this tape back in second school. You should wrap the LPM. That's what you should do. You should put on that thing, you know. Yeah. All right. So when you buy anything, it has to be the very best. That's why Diamonds forty two point five are great cement. It's the highest quality on the market. Now, for those who are looking for a more affordable variant mm. or strand, there's the 32.5R grade, and that's great value for your pocket. Call Diamond Cement on 0244-313-368 or 0540-111-978 or 0202-021-175. Find their factory in a, in a plow, Takradi, and we pay Diamond Cement still hard as a diamond. And Cocodari, Cocodari is here, fully the based or fully plant based milk spelt K-O-K-O is dairy free lactose free cholesterol free allergy free gluten free and it's 100% vegan and it's been approved by the Vegan Society of the UK and the FDA if you are interested in buying some you can visit all Melcom shops NS Chemist Shops Bachelor Natural and all supermarkets or you can call 0274-440-180 or visit their Facebook page at Coco Dairy Free GH Alright so we're talking about how businesses have changed post-COVID and what kind of technological tools are available to enhance your business. Talking about that, I have from ECL Automation uh, Company, we have uh, Yvonne Champo. She is a marketing lead. And Franka Sama is a software lead, a lady and gentleman. You're welcome to the show. Hi, Bernard. Hi, Bernard. Thank you. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm happy. This is a good Thursday morning. <laughs> Amazing. So, your company looks funky, fun, integrity, nice mm-hmm. t-shirt, everything else. So, um, how have businesses changed, particularly since the COVID pandemic? Um, I think when COVID hit, we can all say it was, it was crazy, to say mm. the least. Mm. Um, but... One thing that we have seen is that companies are embracing technology more than ever. Mm-hmm. The ability to work from home alone is 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 like it feels like it's a revolutionary thing. Mm-hmm. I think I recently heard that um, Elon Musk gave a di- directive that all of his employees should mm-hmm. go back to full time work, mm-hmm. and you know the kickback, the uproar has been crazy. Um, technology has really changed the way that we work, and I think that post COVID. It's gone to an unprecedented level. Really. Mm. Yeah. So, in in your experience, in terms of technology, what are the popular trends in terms of work? What are some of the tools and trends 
driving the way we work these days? Well, you know, at ECL, we offer a wide range of tech solutions. So when you ask us mm. a question like this, it's like asking us to pick a favorite child. Okay. Um, but I think that the two that stand out really strongly in these times are hybrid cloud infrastructure and business process automation or robotic process automation. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hybrid cloud infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And Robotic what? process automation. Robotic process automation. Hey, what is that? Big words, big words. So let's start with the first one. Hybrid cloud infrastructure. Okay, so hybrid hybrid cloud infrastructure is a way of managing, going to do this way, businesses were having to um, store their data that they churn out in big um, data centers with um, data storage devices, service. But the hybrid cloud infrastructure, what it helps you do is that it helps you to be able to provide an easy way of managing these data, data mm. center operations mm-hmm. and it helps you to avoid um, downtime where you maybe walk into an institution and you thought that assistants are down. Mm-hmm. It means that something is happening in the data center that's not making your system mm. up availability has suffered um, um, a dip. And so it provides you an, um, an avenue where you can manage your data mm-hmm. um, to avoid the downtime and also it saves you costs and you're able to even provision um, service and uh, resources at a faster pace without having to manage individual service at different locations. So that's the hybrid cloud, cloud infrastructure that you provide, we provide for, exactly companies. for companies. What about the other one? Robotic process automation. What is that? Okay, so robotic process automation is um, automating or automating business processes. So what happens is that there are some processes. Example, let me paint the picture on that. Let's mm-hmm. say you go into a bank and you want to open an account. Mm-hmm. You'll be given a booklet to fill or mm-hmm. a book to fill. You fill all these, doc- um, these documents with your by data. Mm-hmm. Now, how does that data get into the banking um, system? Mm-hmm. Someone has to now take these documents and fill, virtually input them into the banking operation mm-hmm. system. Now, what RPE does is that once that document is filled, we can um, the, 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 the staff will just scan that document. To capture the data. So it scans it first, mm-hmm. and then our optimization tool will now be run to extract the data from the scanned documents Oy. to populate these banking applications interfaces and then store the data without any human intervention. Mm. So the time it will, you will take, for instance, you are opening an account and in capturing one particular person's data into the system will take, let's say, 15 minutes to do that. Mm-hmm. Multiply by that by 50 people opening up an account in a branch. Mm. That was the long hours. But once you, you automate that process, it's it's all the human does is to just scan those documents in a particular location on, the, on their machine. And then the extraction? The extraction, populating and saving, actually, into the banking System. Is it by a robot or is it a robotic? A, a robot. So a software robot. This is not a, robot. Uh, a, software, a software robot. A robot built to automate that business process that ordinarily what a human could have done, mm. logging in, typing those details will be done by the robot. So the robot mimics the human mm. computer-based interactions. And this RPA is something you offer? Yes. It is. It is. Exactly. Mm. But you know, Bernard, there's been a, a misconception when mm-hmm. people hear robotic process, when they hear robots, mm. they immediately start... You know, thinking, okay, are they going to render a couple of us redundant? Mm. Uh, but what RPA does is it just complements human activity. Mm-hmm. And it does this in a way that, you know, it frees up employees' time mm. to focus on more strategic business objectives. Mm-hmm. And it also provides a better experience for the customers overall because there are fewer errors and you're saving time, you're saving money. And so it's, it's a really revolutionary solution that, you know, 
is making waves in the region. Uh, we have um, 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 areas. Mm -hmm. We have areas that um, so processes. Not every process in the organization can be automated, right? So mm -hmm. there are things that we look out for that qualifies a process to be a candidate for automation. So repetitive processes, voluminous processes, time-consuming processes. Mm. Those are the processes that we look into the organization and try to automate it so mm. that it, it provides high efficiency. So for a company to request for RPA, how does it work? You you come and study my process and say this is amenable to RPA or how does exactly. it work? So what happens is that we come into the organization, look at the processes that they are running currently manually mm -hmm. and see which process qualify to be candidate for automation, mm -hmm. whether it's voluminous, repetitive, rule-based processes. Once we identify such processes, then we can now build the, the bots or the software robots into the system into the system mm -hmm. and then we we let the users test with the system so the human um, computer um, human automation interaction happens mm. and then once we test and then we see it's it's working as it's expected we now move them into production environment and once the production mm. environment is also done we don't leave it as that we provide um, after deployment support mm. so with with ECO we have um, internationally trained engineers and with high schools that who are based in in Ghana, and so we provide a um, 24/7 fanatical support, whereby we are always around and we are always available once there is a problem to provide support mm. any time of day. Um, we, the so, what which kinds of industries would benefit from robotic process <laughs> automation? <laughs> So but a, a wide range of industries actually um, mm. have benefited, I mean, in our experience. And we, we can see so many more that could benefit from it. Think mining, uh, extractive. We've, we've given the, the banking experience, so a lot of financial institutions could benefit from that, insurance mm -hmm. and public agencies even. So as long as there are you know, huge volumes of data, as long as there are repetitive tasks, mm. there is the opportunity to automate. Mm. Yeah. How do we get in touch <coughs> with you if a company is listening, they want to explore this uh, hybrid cloud infrastructure or robotic <laughs> cominis? <laughs> I mean, we are, we are around the clock. Like, like mm -hmm. Frank said, we're all about 24-7 fanatical support. So we're mm -hmm. always available. We're mm -hmm. only, you know, uh, an email away. We are also available on our website, eclglobal.com. eclglobal.com. Yes. Enterprise Computing Limited is a full... Yes, uh, yes. ISO certified. ISO certified. Based yes. in which countries? So we have a fast-growing Pan-African presence. So we're here in Ghana, we're in Morovia, and we are quickly expanding across the West African region. What kind of partners do you have in terms of OEMs? So partners, we have IBM, we have um, NetApp, we have um, Microsoft, we have Automation, we have um, F5, um, we have Silverfold, um, we have uh, Dynatrace, um, a couple of them. I see. So go to ecl-global.com ECL for more information. Is there a phone number to call? Yes, you can call 0246-896-747. Okay, zero two four six eight nine six seven four seven. All right, thank you very much indeed, Miss uh, uh, Asamoa Yvonne. So, Mr. Champong, marketing lead, and Frank Asamoa is the software lead for ECL Global. All right.
Breakfast City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Of silence. Something wicked. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, this is a kid. Ah, boy. Hear me out. Just she wants some dangle lele. After she sip on the champagne lele. She open kemini matelele. Matelele. So it's on 18 minutes to the top of the hour. If you're an HR practitioner, a graduate in any field who wishes to become HR certified, professional certification is a demonstration of your competence, your excellence, and your skill. Get certified and the global professional certification in HR in six months with the approved provider of the service. That's global professional HR certification. They are called the HR Certification Center. Call 0244-822-855 or WhatsApp them on that same number or go to phrglobal.com for more information about taking the next big step in your career. And don't forget to re-register your Vodafone SIM now and get free 1 gig data and 100 minutes of talk time. Your registration is not complete until your biometrics are captured. Don't wait till you are disconnected. Visit the nearest Vodafone retail center or agent to complete the SIM registration today and access the one gig free and 100 minutes of talk time. Easyway Savings and Loans PLC is a non-bank financial institution licensed and regulated by BOG. Started from South Africa, currently has subsidies in Ghana, Kenya, Zambia, and headquarters in Mauritius. Would you believe that they've been in Ghana for over 10 years? Oh, yes. Charlie, they give loans pass. <laughs> Charlie, they, they are in all the corners. Giving loans. Everybody knows them. Charlie, so just teachers, ministries. ministries. If I want to go there, you see them plenty. But they have a few new things they are doing as well. And I wanted to just have a quick chat with two of their key guys. The COO, Kojo Bafu Egan. Kojo, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks, man. Good to have you. How are you doing? Well, thanks, bro. You sound like a big man. <laughs> no, yeah. you are the big man. No, nothing gives me. Mark Smith Ando is the head of Enterprise Division. Mark, welcome. Thank you. Wow, you have Enterprise Division. It means you are, you are big. Are you the biggest? No. Is Isway, you are, you are in the top but something. Are, of course, of course. You are so in the top... In, Top something. Yeah, yeah. In the savings and loans category, we sit in the top tier. In the so, top tier. Uh, in the top tier. How have you evolved? Have you always been savings and loans? Or? Um, no. So we started off um, um, ten plus years mm-hmm. with a focus on loans to public sector workers. Good. So mainly uh, government workers. Um, Controller loans. Yeah, government uh, payroll. <laughs> uh-huh. And then um, five years ago, mm-hmm. we we decided to diversify more mm-hmm. for. Uh, from an impact perspective, because you know that in this market, if you really want to make a strong impact in, in, in the Ghana market, you mm-hmm. have to do SME. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've diversified our offering to include um, SMEs. And mm-hmm. so we don't do just loans to public sector workers, but mm-hmm. we 
offer business solutions or specifically financial solutions to mm. um, uh, businesses. Okay. And that, that is um, a part of our business that's not known by many people. So we always use this opportunity to reinforce that. Mm. Uh, we are not just for public uh, sector workers, but we are there for businesses uh, as well. What, what kind of business? You are the head of enterprise. Yes. So when you say SME, what type of business are you so talking about? So you are talking about... Um, your businesses that are involved in FMCG, mm-hmm. so your rice, your sugar, your oil, mm-hmm. your traders, mm-hmm. people involved in uh, sale of frozen foods, mm-hmm. people who sell your construction materials. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very intentional about the, the sectors because we are looking for uh, impact and, and companies that are resilient. Mm-hmm. Resilient because even in bad times they'll do well. Mm-hmm. And that is where we need to put focus and, uh, and give you know mm-hmm. support so mm-hmm. that we'll continue to you know impact the economy mm-hmm. positively. You've used the word impact twice. He also used the word impact a couple of times. What is this impact? You're talking about impact. Impact. What do you mean by you want to make impact? So so our new mantra is inspiring progress. Okay. okay? So we want to make sure that when you give a loan, you, you are changing lives okay. in a positive way. Mm. And then generally, you are affecting the Ghanaian economy positively. Uh-huh. So when we talk about impact, these are the things that we mean. So not just giving people money to do something, but to change the society. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what's new at Isway? Is that the new, or what's the newest thing at Isway now? So, um, so we are in the 10th uh, mm. anniversary mode. So okay. quite a number of things happening. Um, yeah, of course, using opportunities like this to thank our customers. Mm-hmm for working with us and mm. um, sort of reassuring um, them of our commitment to continue to serve them. Mm-hmm. Um, an important question on impact is, um, you know, we know the industry has been through some challenges the past few years. Mm-hmm. And so it's always important to reinforce uh, the role we play to give mm-hmm. confidence um, to the market. So mm-hmm. this way, uh, we say we are a voice of influence by ensuring that we are sticking um, close to the regulations and complying and working with the association mm-hmm. uh, to encourage a lot of discipline so we can give our customers uh, greater comfort mm. uh, in financial services. Mm. So that's one level of the impact. We, we And then Mark also mentioned the other level, which is the loans we give and what mm-hmm. our customers use it for. So, you know, we are famous for pay, in the payroll sector. We've delivered loans to more than 300,000. Wow. Uh, yeah, c- customers in that space. And the impact stories there are interesting. So you could have a teacher who has sort of broadened um, her source of income just by taking out a loan at Easeway mm. and investing in a ginger farm mm. or, I mean, rearing, wow. rearing some, some R- cattle or doing something. Okay, so at least your financial mm. uh, situation improves. Mm. And the other aspect, which is less loan, but equally important, is the savings and investment bill. You know that COVID has really exposed our resilience to um, um, uh, shocks and we use the opportunity to uh, highlight the need for savings and investment because mm. when we talk financial service, everybody thinks loans. But really, what matters is an institution where you can you can safely plan um, your your savings, mm. make your deposits. I mean, you are assured that when you need access to that, you can have it. It is secure. Mm. You don't have to entertain any second thoughts as to whether you get your money when you need it or not, right? Mm-hmm. And that is where. Uh, we give that assurance. So mm. you walk into any of our branches today for total financial solutions, not just loans, but mm. um, savings, investments. Like the past two months, we've seen a very strong uptake in our investment uh, products because of the appetite for high interest rate and mm-hmm. uh, also the confidence that 
uh, not only retail customers but corporate institutions also having us. And so we are encouraging people. You've got some like Bernard. You've got some 10k somewhere, 20k somewhere. It's not yielding. I look like 10. a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> Every time that people come, they, they, maybe the suit. No, I, 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 was, I was just being moderate. Uh, but yeah. when, when, I, when I look at Bernard's outfit, I think the minimum should be like 100k. <laughs> are, are you are you guys national? Where are you? Where are you look? Where are your branches? Yes, we are in the uh, 10 regions in the country. So mm. Peter region, Central region, wow. um, Volta region, Ashanti, mm. um, Eastern, Northern. Mm. Yes. What does Izwe mean? It means nation. So it oh. comes from our roots in South Africa. Yeah. Nation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, Zulu. Yeah. Izwe, yeah. the spear of the nation. You come to with Izwe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So how can people get in touch? So somebody wants to. So if, okay, let's go through. So you have the regular uh, loans. Yeah. Then now you do enterprise, so different kinds of businesses can get in touch. And individuals. And individuals as yes. well. Non non government workers. employees. Yeah. And just to mention, this year we set aside 150 million CDs just to look for loans to SMEs. Okay. So we are quite well equipped. Uh, very. Excited. So there's money. There's money. Okay. So you have the government one, the non government people. Then you have the SMEs. Yeah. And then you also do investment products. So it means that somebody who has excess money and wants to... Do a short term, like 91 day, 182 day. Okay, so you, are, you can also collect people's money yes. and yeah. turn it around for them. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they, they will be sure to get their money back. Within the when, time that they... Yes, when it matures. And, and in the system, so you are a savings and loan. Yeah. You are a savings and loans organization. How can people get in touch with you? You mentioned you have a branch, at least one branch in each region. Oh, By in Accra, you are in multiple Accra, places. So oh. we have our head office at mm. uh, Kotobabi in the Maestro Plaza okay. um, building. We mm. have a, a branch at Ring Road. Mm. We have one in Tema. Mm. Um, and then we have one in um, Kaswa. Kaswa, obviously. So, well, yeah. Kaswa is arguably not in Accra. But no, it's, like it's in Accra. <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Greater Accra or Greater Kaswa. What about online? What about mobile phone? Yeah, so in terms of channels, you can reach us. The most reliable is to um, you call our call center. Mm -hmm. The number is 0302-208-222. Mm. 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 What is innovative about your service? You know, a lot of these financial questions. Oh, we are innovative. Do you do any mobile anything? Or you there? Yeah. You collect the money in sack and can't give it to me. Oh. <laughs> no, what, what's innovative is, is um, looking at it from the total offering. So we are heavy mm -hmm. on... Um, uh, training and capacity building. I think okay. that's that's really key, and it's it's built into the SME offering for our customers. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, the Bank of Ghana has been very active in you know educating customers on mm -hmm. on what the do's and don'ts. So, for example, basic things like issuing a Dutch check today mm -hmm. is a criminal offence if you do, and mm -hmm. so we try to make sure all our SME customers are duly informed um, what they need to do so that they don't expose themselves to any mm. um, legal sort of liabilities, mm. right? And of course, you, you mentioned it. There's a lot of activity on the digital front. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have uh, a USSD platform that is being enhanced. And in fact, Zenobia will be launching it what, in uh, two weeks' time. Okay. Uh, start 272. So in two weeks' time, this will be made available to the public. And Bernard, what is innovative there? is that it's a simple USSD service, mm -hmm. but a, a, a savings account sit on it. So you can open a savings account digitally okay. on, on that USSD and just move money f from your uh, wallet into that savings account mm -hmm. and plan out your own savings. And, mm -hmm. of course, the interest rate on that um, is higher than our average interest. You get like 12% wow. on that one, and our normal interest rate is 10%. When, are, is when are you launching that product? That should be out in the uh, first week, August. We'll, we'll, mm. we'll Sounds very interesting. Market, yeah. And it's called what? Um, so that's a Mobi save. 
Right. Yeah, Moby Moby so it will be on our um, okay. USSD star 272 hash. Mm, star 272, that's in a couple of weeks, I see. Any final thing we need to know? Yes, you've said you focus now on SME as well, yeah. at, and you do the regular things as well. Any final thing we need to yes, know? Yes, I think one thing we need to mention is that we also have corporate social responsibility, mm-hmm. and the key thing we are launching next week is our scholarship fund. So we mm. have a scholarship fund. Mm. So far, we've uh, provided scholarships for tertiary education for Mm. over 54 um, beneficiaries. (coughs) 38 of them have graduated, about seven of them in first class. We have a couple of doctors in there as well, so we are very proud. Mm. Um, And this year we are opening the opportunity up again for anybody that is wishing to go on to the tertiary level. Mm. But you must be needy and brilliant Mm. because we want to put, uh, you know, uh, back a winning horse. So we are opening it up. You can go online, check all our portals. Give me the website because people are wild. It's www.easwayghana.com. Easwayghana. I Z W E Ghana. G H A N A. Dot org. Com. Dot com. And when you go, you are looking for what? Um, scholarship. Scholarship. Yes. Please, you've heard www.easwayghana.com. Do business with them and also get a scholarship. Thank you very much, uh, Mark Smith, underhead of Enterprise Division Easway, and Kojo Bafo Igan COO. They are ten years old. I'm sure you do a big party and invite all of us to come. And <laughs> ten years in Ghana, amazing yeah, stuff. I yeah. thought you've been here longer because your name is very Easway. If yeah, you go to the ministry, Charlie, they, 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 they just went. Everybody knows them. Yeah, but nobody they talk. Everybody they deal with them quiet. Charlie, government workers, they bad pass. They build house for Ashoma. Hey, government people. Aha. Hey. Hey. Maybe same Gemini and Jay telling me you pay me. I grant you if only they knew. It's futile trying to stop me, Uber Brigo. Uber Brigo. Maybe same Gemini and Jay telling me you pay me. I grant you if only they knew. You're trying to stop me, then Uber Brigo. I'm running in this field of dreams. If I start to finish, cause I'm in it to win it. Though it might take a minute, I'm blind it seems, cause I see no limits. If I listen to critics, then I might just quit it, but they be that. When it's judgment day, I tell you that. I could see answers for yourself, not for me, Muna. What do I look like? The smartest book type, but make it come test. You could see my shirt night. I'm that crook like, I have them shirt right. No Takashiba come off them air nikes. Me and my air likes found the pavements day and night. Sun up to sundown, calm down, home slice. Check the news rail, you might just see rail. I write long watch, I need a book deal. On some Drew Hill, somebody sleeping in my bed. Just like two they got some nerves eating my order with a chick with big curse background Gregory Isaacs night nurse rookies with issues why I forbid you that's a Jew DJ Jews on the intro Yes, indeed. Let's talk about Cal Bank and their digital services. Bank yeah. is saying that enjoy a life beyond cash when you yes, use any please. of their digital yes, solutions. Please. And whatever you want, they've got stuff for you. If you are shopping online or in-store, they've got a range of cards. Visa, MasterCard, GH mm-hmm. Link. You can also do your shopping mm-hmm. on the Cow Bank app. 
they all, additionally, their app and CalNet solutions support you and your business to perform all your transactions, including regulatory payments mm. to government or to the government via the Ghana.gov platform. Get in touch with CalBank on 0800-500-500. Chat with them online or get them via email. Customer care at CalBank.net. Mm. You can visit CalBank.net to know more. CalBank for it together. Alright, somebody's asking who played the Opemu song. Mr. Ram from Ohwe, Opemu song. This is Serial Fishing Manifest. Serial Fishing Manifest. Serial's MCO album. Let me say good morning to all our listeners on Cool 103.5. FM in Ho and Premier 100.5 FM in Takrade. We're broadcasting the City Breakfast Show from the news till the end. Oh, yes. Cool 103.5 FM and Premier 100.5 in Takrade. Good morning to our listeners all over the country. Yes. Well, we have to end the show at some point, Nathan. What yeah, a morning. Yeah, it's been a very yeah. interesting morning. Ghana card heavy Charlie morning. Professor Tefa, they speak English. He says it was going well until we were so seized we with an avalanche of Charlie's <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, Charlie, 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 Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. No, he, he declares the English language. He doesn't speak. He declares it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> too much. He's a big man. A big man Alright, so that's all we have time for for today's edition of the show. Uh, we, we are here throughout with all the answers. Hopefully, we can bring you more insight into the NIA situation when we speak to other officials. 